Flip it on. Boom. I never do the intro, right. so I'm just going to say welcome to Contra oh, yeah. Gentiles, Season 4, Episode oh, yeah. 8. Yeah. Oh. Contra Gentiles. <laughs> Contra like it's, uh, Pinti Gentiles. It's a telenovela on Telemundo, you know. Yes, Chow yeah, 51 yeah. Over... Is it Channel 51 all over the country, or is it just in, like, South Florida's 51? I don't even know what channel it's here. It changes all the fucking time. It depends what, what service you get. But no, I, I don't think that's over the country. I don't know. When I was in, when I, when I was in uh, Pennsylvania, I'm... it was different. Yeah, because I'm in South Florida. I'm on DirecTV. It's on Channel 51. It's always been... Oh, you're not even getting the fucking glasses out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. I'm going all out tonight, man. <laughs> going all out. Grant's not here. There's no no one to keep in control. Yeah. I'm guessing the wife's not in the studio. No, so no, it's just, no. It's boy's hour. Oh, it it's is. boy's hour. It's going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be the, the best bullshit hour ever. Yeah, the audio looks great. Oh, dude, I know. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've been so depending on what I'm doing, I've been following the World Cup either on Fox Sports or Telemundo. And okay. if I have to like if I'm walking around doing something, I don't understand the Spanish for shit because my Spanish is not even passing. I'm okay. anti-grant. <laughs> I've tried, I've tried learning Argentinian family. I can't speak Spanish. It's yeah, yeah. awful. Yeah. So I can't understand these guys, even though they're like this year is pretty clear. It's like they got a like one Mexican, one Brazilian for some reason. I'll yeah, yeah, until when yeah, and uh, then they got the classical guy. The, I've yeah, got his they, name, but he's the one that, that yeah. or that that made famous the screaming goal. Or the, he's from Uruguay, yeah, I, I believe. Was yeah. it Claudio Borges was that his name? I think so. Yeah, yeah, but but he's the Argentinian guy. Yeah, the yeah. Argentinian guy. Yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claudio Borges is yeah. goal. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and that's what annoys me. It's like the, the American and the English announcers, they want to do, because they can't do that. I they know. don't have it in them to do it. No. So they want to like try to talk about like, you know, talk about the player's background, <laughs> what's on the line. Yeah. But no one cares. No, no. Who cares? <laughs> I want to hear like, I, I want to hear them butcher the names. I want to hear them right, yell yes. when there's a fucking goal. Yeah. I want to hear the hype. When they're in the fucking goalie's box and they're about to make that kick, yeah. I want to hear either the hype or the disappointment. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's painful because I have, if I can't watch in the eye, I have to listen to the American guys announce yeah. so I know what's going on. But it's never as fun. No, yeah, I can't like, watch it in English, man. The Brits I could kind no. of watch because I got a little used to it. But the first World Cup I ever saw was with my dad at in 1990 World Cup. So I was like eight years old at that point. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, that was the first one I ever really yeah, you're watched. you're fucking old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, the first yeah. one I watched was 2010. Was <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, it, and back back then, you know, it was like most sports, it was a little bit more different. Like, it, it was, I think it was a little more intense. Yeah. I, I remember there was this one one match when, um, when the Argentina lost and they were walking off the pitch and they had blood all over their shirt. 
And it was just like there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, that's pretty fucking badass. And then the 94 World Cup, I remember the most because that was when I was a little more developed. You're eight-year-old mind, you know, but once you're 12 years old, you're like, fuck, yeah. you remember a lot more. And so that one, and so I always watched it in Spanish just because my dad watched it. I, I watched it with him first and then I continued to watch it with him. And so the first time I ever heard an English announcer was actually in 1998. And- um, I was born. Yeah, <laughs> was it? <laughs> That's the first time. And um, so, so, uh, and, uh, and the first time was actually because of um, video games, you know, we're playing FIFA and, uh, and the, the first FIFA I got was 90, well, not the first one, but the first like 3d one with announcers. Cause I got, I got it for the super Nintendo Sega Genesis, but there was no, there was no announcers back then, you know, he just like played. And so that was the first time I heard it. I was like, Oh, that sounds kind of dull. And then they had an option to change it like to a Mexican. I was like, I, I would rather listen to the Mexican oh. guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so uh, I, it, it just it doesn't seem like soccer to me if it's not in Spanish. No, it, that, that's the thing. Like, even to me, so like, you know how Argentinians are. They're yeah. a special breed of people. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. They're very, very prideful. So yes. if you're not speaking their way of Castellano, yeah, yeah. then <laughs> you, you better speak another fucking language because they are... Very up their own asses. Yes, yeah. So it's not like I grew up in a... I didn't grow up in like a Spanish-speaking household. Like, sure. So, you know, my grandma, she only speaks Spanish. I, mm -hmm. And I don't need to communicate with her because does. they just need to talk. You don't yeah. need to talk to them. They need to talk to you. Right, so yeah. I just have to know the very basics of what she's saying. Like, ah, si, si, no, no, no. Ah, si, pero que vas a hacer, que vas a hacer. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know... Let her keep rambling. Yeah. So I don't actually need to know. Uh, whatever I learned in schools or on language apps, never good enough for my mom. You know, my yeah. sisters are the only ones can actually, like, communicate within the family. So I didn't grow up in, like, a Spanish household. But even to me as well, it's like, yeah, if the soccer is not with a Spanish announcer, what am I watching this for? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because that, that's so much of the hype. Because if you're not playing it, Right, yeah. Like, you know, you've talked about it on air before. Yeah. Playing it is a whole nother fucking level. It is. Level. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Because when, when I went to school, we had, a, we had a Mexican kid, we had a British kid, we had some French kids. So yeah, beautiful. they were all, like, the, yeah. the Mexican kid especially. Yeah. He was the biggest fucking show off. <laughs> he had all the footwork. Yeah. He did all the cool little tricks. Fucking asshole. It was always the striker. <laughs> yes, yeah. That was me. <laughs> I fuck it. Oh, man. And now that kid, he goes to, like, some fancy-ass fucking medical school. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. The overachieving spick. Yeah, that definitely sounds like me. I was the oh, asshole. I know. I hate... Oh, man. <laughs> and, and the, guy, the guy's a good kid. He's yeah, a good yeah. kid, but he's Mexican. So what I know. Do? It's a different. Mexican Jew. Is also, he really? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it, like, it, yes, it, I went to Jewish school, man. You did? Like, Shit. I, yeah, I went, yeah, that's my fucking background. I went to a religious Jewish school yeah. for kindergarten to ninth grade, so 10, 11 years of my life. So do you, do you know um, Hebrew better school. than Spanish? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they tried to teach us Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. Like, this place was fucking weird, man. This yeah. This place was weird. So they tried to teach us Hebrew. I did not retain fucking any of that. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, 
when yeah when when I got back into religion, so mm-hmm. this was my journey. I had like a little bit of an experience when I was doing a prayer, and it was cool. like overwhelming fucking guilt. Oh wow! Like just the worst sense of anxiety I've ever felt. Like yeah. Probably the closest thing to hell on earth I could ever experience. It was fucking terrible. I did not want to speak to anyone for like two days after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I took it upon myself. Because like Jews have this thing. They're they're like Protestants. Hmm. Reading the Old Testament is like up there. You have to do it. Right, yeah, yeah. So I took it upon myself. I got through all of the Pentateuch. And Hmm. I got up to, let's see, I read through Isaiah. I read through Judges. I read through one and two Kings. Um, I got, I don't remember which prophet I stopped reading at, but man, I try, I try to look at the Hebrew version and literally about not even 10% of it stuck. (laughs) It sucks. Like, I don't know. How's it in Catholic school? You guys learn like the scriptural Latin, right? Uh, yes. Uh, well, not all Catholics like, do. You remember do. it, or and, and so the the way that um, it, so it, it really depends how conservative I guess you you should say the school is or how old fashioned it is, and so um, the main uh, the main thing is that if you just go to a regular ordinary Catholic school, you're not really going to learn Latin or ancient Greek. I, I went to a very small one that was very traditional, and so I learned Latin and ancient Greek, and then we read um. We didn't really read the Bible in Latin or anything, but we read mm-hmm. we read like Aquinas, and then we read the um, ancients, um, and then we did read some of the Bible in ancient Greek. And so I think we tried to go like to the to the um, original for the New Testament and everything. But uh, but but I know a lot of kids that went to Catholic school, but they didn't learn any of that. They just you know just fucked off most of the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard some things about like Catholic school versus, you know, Catholic school. And yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, the, the, the Jewish schools are the same way. Like you have the ones where you actually learn how to be like a real religious Jew, whatever the yeah. fuck that is. Yes, yeah. Like, whatever the fuck that is. I don't know, man. Like, like coming back to it and looking at it and then looking at it through someone who wants to convert, I look back and... I just don't see what the fuck they're they're practicing. I yes, yeah. I I don't know. I I often it's, um it's, it's thought of that with the, with with the contemporary Jews. It's just that they're very. It seems like they're more close to the way Mohammedans exist, where they're they're almost it's a dope. yeah. It, it's almost like a, a, a yeah. very strange, um, heretical anti-christian denomination of of christianity because you know they're, they're they don't have the temple yeah. <laughs> they're not doing holocaust um <clears throat> um lamb sacrifices anymore <laughs> right they're, they're not doing any of this stuff they they did mix with the Khazarian people um yeah. and they they kind of started that new movement of, of judaism because at that point they were pretty much dead and then when when they were competing against the mohammedans and then the then the byzantine um church they were kind of physically they were centered in between those two and 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 they they fought off the Mohammedans really well and they, so they allied with the Byzantines but they didn't want to convert to um Christianity and so they adopted a lot of the nomadic 
um, tribes of Jewish people and they adopted the religion kind of made it to what it is now, you know, without the sacrifices, without any of that. And so it, it's a very strange um, heretical Christian sect now. <laughs> That, that I think people, yeah, people just don't really think of it that way. They think of, they, they, when when you say Jew, they think of Jesus and the the apostles or like um, Moses mm-hmm. and Abraham. It's like yeah, but the technically these aren't the same people anymore. Yeah. No, it's it's really not. And like when you, when you look at it historically, like yeah, Jews had a very uh, the contemporary Jew had a very easy time in the North African Muslim empires. Yes. Yeah. They had a very, very easy time because Maimonides, who is still mm-hmm. regarded as one of the top Jews and really just Platonist, so yes, yeah. you know what can you say about that? Well, what uh, years did he exist? Was it around the same time as Aquinas, or? Uh, yes, if yeah. I remember correctly, it's probably I think post Aquinas. In fact, oh okay, um, let's see. Because I think he was 13 or 1400s. Oh, no. So born 4th of April, 1138, and died in 1204. So, so yeah, it's around the same time. Yeah, contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of contemporary. And he had some troubles with the European Jewish community because mm. he published a guide for the perplexed, which was applying Platonic ideals to Judaism. And they, I think the European Jews accused him of being an atheist. But at oh, really? the time, I don't know what the fuck the... Yeah, I don't know what the European Jews were... Is That's the weird thing. Like, European Jews had their own form of excommunication, even though there was no centralized authority oh, and no retarded. communion. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep going. So, so stupid. Yeah. Like, Spinoza also gets an excommunication and... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's so beyond me because literally everything he did is just like what's in every form of Kabbalistic Judaism today, yes, which yeah. is a very significant sect. So I don't know, but yeah, the Jews had a very easy time in the Muslim empires. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> Could it be that there's a lot more similarities between them? Yes. Uh, possibly. All, <laughs> wow. All they had to do was pay a tax. And yeah. they, they, they both got to be merchants and all that shit. But when they're in Christian European countries, they're, it always confuses me because you look at Poland. Poland, historically and, and to this day, a very Catholic country. Yes. They've had religious freedom laws since the 1300s. And Jews lived very easy lives there in self-segregated communities. They lived in their little, what's called shtetls. Okay, yeah, and yeah. And they, they never did anything until the time that the Germans invaded in the 30s and the 40s. They, they just, like, fiddler on the roof. <laughs> I, I've i also never finished that fucking m- movie, musical, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. But, but they lived very, like, isolated. And that's what kept them in Poland for so long versus other countries. That they didn't intermingle with all these things. Right. You're, you're probably more well-versed on on the uh, Inquisition and I am, but even where I'm at is like, I don't see where the issue was in the Inquisition. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I am the same way. I and- don't, like, it always baffles me. It, it always baffles me. Maybe this is just a simple thing, but if 
these people are coming to tell you that you can eat all the things you have uh you've never eaten. You know, you can yeah. have your bacon cheese sandwiches. You can eat all the pork, especially in a place like Spain. You're you're in Spain. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to eat pork. Yeah. You can eat all those things. They're coming to tell you like you're free from all of these things that you've self-imposed on yourself because Christ fulfilled the law. Yeah. He is the New Testament. Like yeah, yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna hold on to all these old things for whatever reason to the point that you're gonna allow yourself to be burnt on the stake because. Like, what was that? Because I know it's bullshit, the burning on the stake. Like, they didn't just burn you for being a Jew. What was it? Like, you you converted, yeah. but kept practicing in secret. So you pretty much violated, like, your own oath? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I get what you mean. I, yeah. No, yeah, the, I think the whole, like... Yeah. I don't know, like, uh, th- th- that entire history... For some reason, I think many teachers just don't really teach it. You know, I, I think that that's the part that I find kind of weird too. Like you just have to learn on your own and read on your own, all that shit. But yeah, I, I just know, I think a lot of the parts of history that, that I learned of that was just from me researching my own self. Sorry, I'm having a little bit of yeah, technical really, issues here. No problem. But you could keep going. No, they really don't teach that. Like, it, it's funny going to Jewish school. Uh, the story of Columbus gets intermingled with the Jews being exiled out of Spain. Oh, dude, yes, yeah. But yeah, it did overlap. Um, and I guess he did write some things in his journal about it, but is this really what we're going to focus on? Like Columbus sails to the fucking new world and your concern is the Jews? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's always insane to me, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm also coming off family dinner with a Jewish family. So it, it always rings in my head when this happens. Because take for example, my sister is obsessed with Kanye right now for the opposite reasons. <laughs> it's... <laughs> she, she is convinced that a Holocaust is coming to America. Mm. And... I don't know. I yeah. don't see that. <laughs> I, I, I just don't see it coming. Like, <laughs> really, like, oh, wow, blacks are not fans of Jews? Tell me something I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and who is this? You said your sister? Yeah, my sister. Oh, okay. <laughs> she has been, ever since Kanye first spoke up, yeah. she has been obsessed with this crap. And, it is such a struggle to not piss off the family at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So is more of your family pretty um, more leftist or? Um, I mean, yeah, that's the difficult part. Like, you, you know how it goes. Left-wing people, they eventually, they settle down, have family, and they sort of get stuck in a period of time where that is where they're at. They thought that was okay. And everything after that is bad. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of my family is like that. Um, so I got two older sisters. One of them, she actually lives in Brooklyn. And Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
And she has been fine with everything that happened in Brooklyn until she had a daughter. And now, now with her little one-year-old baby, she's realizing how much bullshit there is going on around her. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, uh, with the trans crap and all that. Oh, yeah. And... Damn. Because, dude, let me tell you. She's been living in Brooklyn since I was, like, 11. So I've visited her several times over the last 13 years. And yeah. I've seen the downfall. There used to be attractive women in that part of New York City. <laughs> they don't um, exist anymore, yeah. <laughs> no. They've either made yeah. themselves ugly or yeah. gone, quote, unquote, trans. Yeah. So I, now I think- all of a sudden she's realizing, like, hey, Maybe I should put my daughter in a religious school. Yeah. So for for all the shit I talk on on Jews, yeah. Still, a Jewish school in Brooklyn is better than letting your daughter go to a public school. To uh, of course, right? One yeah. Of those fucking freaks. Yeah. yeah. But and then my other sister, I don't. Literally, she was a liberal, then she became a Republican voter, and now because of Kanye. She's saying she's never going to vote a Republican again. And I'm just, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, wow. Donald Trump had Kanye and Nick Fuentes in his house. Oh, boo hoo. What? Mm-hmm. What do I care? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, again, find me, find me the lie in, in what Kanye has said so far. I know. Yeah, I was I'm shocked. Not, I'm not. When I watched um, that interview recently with um, Alex Jones, first I didn't know that was him. I was like, who the fuck is that crazy guy with a mask? I know the fucking mask. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I, I actually listened to it. I was like, wow, he he just makes sense. He, he's kind of wacky and, and he's eccentric and his delivery is, is really weird. But... I, but but he just says things that kind of are rational and he just, yeah, he, um, I don't know. It, it was pretty interesting. I thought that uh, listening to him speak, yeah, I, I, he's, he's, he's a weird fucker. The, he is. I mean, the guy's halfway through a fucking mental breakdown. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or wife, pretending. His wife left him. Mm. His fucking wife left him. He convinced her not to get an abortion. So, I mean, yeah, fucking good on him. Yes, yeah. He takes that shit so seriously. He wears it around his neck, the sonogram. So. Yeah. But okay. He had that fucking personal trainer that apparently does personal training for like all of Hollywood and has been yes. behind every freak that either killed himself or went tranny. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, this dude is fucking Manchurian candidate to the fucking nth degree. Yes, yeah. Yeah, of course he's fucking like, and he's always been a little eccentric. I mean, yeah, George I think Bush he always does has not been. care about black people. So, yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. But when he's but... onto something, mm-hmm. it, of course, was like look at <laughs> fucking George Bush now. You can tell me that guy doesn't care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> he was so like, milk toast. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. think people understand. George Bush was like one of the immigration presidents. He was. Yes. Yeah. Like, him and Bill Clinton. He was part of the, like, yeah, yeah they, they were part of the, like, neocon regime of, like, oh, yeah, no, we need to bring in, like, unskilled Guatemalan and Hondurans to yeah, yeah. fucking, <laughs> I don't know, I guess do construction. Yeah. Half my crew is, like, Honduran. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, like, 
Yeah. Know, I've had to put a tier list. I've had to put a tier list. Central Americans are really low on the Hispanic tier list. <laughs> Every South American is higher. Yes, yeah. They're, they're, they're just the highest ones in, in, in South America. Yeah. It is. Like, again, look at the World Cup. Yeah. Aside from Brazil, mm-hmm. the South American teams have teams along with, like, the Eastern Europeans. Yeah. And you look at, like, France. Killing Mbappe is the only black Christian on the French team. Is he really? I actually didn't know that. I, I don't know if he's the only one, yeah. but... Yeah, the majority of black European players are yeah. Muslim or Mohammedan. Right, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're, yeah. they're not Christian. Yeah. It is, it's fucking insane. So you look at like, who did, so Germany played Spain, which was majority white on their team. Then Costa Rica. Uh, and yeah, Jap- Costa Rica. And Costa and Rica Japan, also was like, yeah, there's a couple of um sort of, I, how do you put it? It's like uh, swarthy guys, yes. swarthy, you know, because <laughs> they're not they're not fully like mestizo, but you can see like where it yeah. comes from in them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, could Senegal? Senegal was in that. Uh, no, Senegal was in the Dutch group. They were in Group A. Right, I think they won first place in Group A. Right, yes. or I can't remember. They did, yeah, yeah. No, no, actually, they got second. The Dutch somehow turned it around with their shitty fucking team. Did they? They're playing like ass this World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how they're going to, how far I'm they're going to make it. I'm so glad like, Germany like said, got, got eliminated. Was my first World Cup. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> dude. I was so happy about I know. that. Because they were, so it's seven teams, seven teams that the, Oh, we're gonna go to this fucking Mohammedan country and preach about yes, yeah. gay butt sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna wear our armbands of one love and yeah. fucking oh man, when England couldn't score on the USA after taking a knee for their national anthem, yeah, I was so fucking happy. I know, yeah. Like get fucked, you stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Who was uh so let's see World Cup standings uh who was in oh Costa Rica Japan Spain and Germany so it was insane seeing Japan actually beat Spain and Germany I has know been that's impressive insane. when I looked at the groups back in August yeah I was like <laughs> oh yeah. This, this is going to get up. This is going to get up. This is going to get up. I was about half right. <laughs> Germany, like, okay, I guess, yeah, 2018 Germany didn't get out of, didn't get into the knockout stage. But the Germany, they have, what, four World Cup titles or six World Cup titles? I think it's five. And they can Five or six, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's either them or Brazil has six. I can't remember. Yeah, that. yeah. They're one of the most successful teams in the world cup's history and yep. they can't get out of the fucking group stage. Now. I know <laughs> they the played fuck? like they shit won in 2014. I think 2014 was, yeah. 2014. They won the world cup Yeah, against Argentina, which the Argentina and Netherlands game was the most boring game <laughs> yes. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was so, 
And it, it pissed me off because yeah. both teams were so good on the offense for that entire cup. Right, And yeah. then they get to the semifinals. And it's like, oh, well, we're both going to play defense the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. Like, okay, yeah, the Dutch team, yeah, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. Like, you've never won a World Cup. You have, like, one Euro Cup under your belt. Right, I know, uh, You yeah. lost to Argentina in 78. Yeah. Like, I was talking about this with my dad tonight. We were... He, he told me about Johan Krupp, who played in the 70s. And okay. I got this. I got to see a photo of him. The 70s haircuts are the worst fucking Because <laughs> there's a photo of him and Maradona in the yeah. field. And Maradona had the goofiest <laughs> fucking haircut, man. It was like a bowl cut, but with yeah. a mullet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Wednesday Adams yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, but you know what was fucking amazing was seeing in the Argentina-Poland game, some Argentinian fan in the in the stands had a drum with a painting of Maradona and Messi on it. Did he? I didn't Messi see that. His arm. Yeah, he had. It was a painting of Messi with his arm around Maradona's shoulder, <laughs> and it was the most. Argentinian thing I've ever yeah. seen in my fucking life. <laughs> and all all it needed was Pope Francis. And <laughs> that would be pretty damn awesome. Fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, but I know. Yeah. So I know you said that Ronaldo is a better player than Messi. I think he is. I, I think you think he is. I think he's a better. Yeah, I, def, I definitely think he's a better player. I th- I, when you kind of see Messi outside of Barcelona, he doesn't do anything. Mm. You see him in Paris right now; he's not doing anything there. Every time he played with Argentina, even when Argentina made it to the final of um, um, 2014, Messi didn't really do yeah. much in that World Cup. He he, Messi is not a definer of the team. He's a great finisher. He's the kind of player that you want on your team if your team was good, right? So, so if you, if you had a great midfield who, who could set up um, plays um, th- th- that could create the situation for him to score, he's phenomenal on that. I, I, I don't take that away from him. But he is nowhere in the same league of, I, I think, of great his, historical players. Someone like Maradona was a phenomenon. He, he's, he, 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 he made a team, was it? Um, Napoli or Lazio, I can't remember which team he played in Italy, but they were on the verge of relegation, and he and he um, chose to be on a shitty team after he played for Barcelona, and then he got kicked out because of that huge fight that he had there, and then he chose to be on the shitty team to make them win, and and the difference between like Messi and Maradona is that Maradona can make a shitty team good. And and, Napoli, yeah. Napoli, yeah. And, and and that's what that's what I think many times is what defines is that if you if you take out the player and the team still wins that player really isn't significant. But if you take out the player and the team loses constantly, you're like, okay, this person makes a difference on the team. I, I remember, I, I think it was 2010. Messi got injured for half of the season for Barcelona, and Barcelona still won the championship without Messi. And, and and that that to me is a sign of somebody who really doesn't make that much of a difference. He's expendable. You you can replace him. I think he, he got replaced by Sus um, Frabagas, who is nothing. 
He's nobody. But during during the time that he replaced Messi, he was scoring the goals. Why was he scoring the goals? Is because you had Xavi, right? And, and, and you had um, who, who's that ball dude um that scored the winning goal in the 2010 World Cup? I forgot his name. Anyways, uh, uh, the other Barcelona um, Spaniard player, and then 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 you had great um defense midfields like Xavi Alonso, and then 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 you had um. You, you know, uh, Puyol, you just had a, a phenomenal team. And this team, um, I, I think, is what made the difference uh, for Barcelona to win. Messi really wasn't a signature player. And, and, and so whenever he gets out of Barcelona, he doesn't do anything. As opposed to, and I don't even think Ronaldo is great either. I, I don't think Ronaldo is a great player in history. I, I think really? he, yeah, I think he's, he's good. Again, he's a good scorer. He's a great header. He's fast. Well, he was fast. He's kind of old now. Um, and, and so, yeah, yeah, he's thirty-five. Yes, yeah. I mean, you could you could tell him on a he pitch. He shares a birthday with my dad, actually. But does like, he? Yeah. By a difference of what fifteen years? Yeah, same, yeah. Same birthday as my dad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Seventeen years, actually, because yeah, Messi is like a month older than my sister and my oldest sister, and Ronaldo is like. Eight months older than my oldest sister. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're both thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 in, in a soccer world, I mean shit, thirty-five years old, you're pretty ancient. Mm. You you can't keep up. You oh, think yeah. yeah, he can't keep up with Kylian Mbappe. Uh but and so so this oh, no. is yeah, this is where you see the difference. Then you see Mbappe. Um the, France does not put him in in their last game and they lose. They put him in in, in like in a sixty seventh yeah. or seventieth oh, minute. That's that game pissed me off yeah. so much because Tunisia and yeah. Antoine Griezmann had such a good goal in the last 20 seconds. And yes. then that offsides bullshit. I know. Completely it's, irrelevant it's to retarded. the fucking goal he scored. Yeah. So you're going to take that off? Like, I, I hate Griezmann the way they're doing it. that fucking. Yes. It yeah. Was, it, oh, wow. So on, on the other side of the field, a player was offsides. Was yes. Like, yeah. Fuck yourself. It was Griezmann had that fucking goal. It yep. was so it sailed right in in the last twenty seconds. Yeah, and yeah, Mbappe was has been like fucking explosive. And then you look at the Argentinian team this year. Was it, yes. Uh, Mc was it McAllister or Fernandez scored two goals so far. It was one of the two. I think it was um, Enzo Fernandez. I think it was Fernandez. Yeah, McAllister scored that one. It was yeah. a great goal. The one that he scored, yeah. but he scored the one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think McAllister had the assist on Messi's goal in yes, the yeah. Argentina. Who did they play? It was Poland, Saudi Arabia, and Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. McAllister had the assist on the Messi goal, and then he had his goal in the Poland game. Fernandez had two goals. Messi had one goal. So I think that, like, one of the things that always annoyed me about the Spanish team since mm -hmm. 2014 is that they ate put so much pressure on Messi and don't play like a team. Yes. Yeah. They just, they're all, they were very ego driven and okay. If Messi's going to fuck this up, Messi's going to fuck this up. They're not mm -hmm. going to come to his aid. So teams learned very early on, like, Hey, swarm Messi. Yes. Swarm yeah. Messi get everything on him and you're going to win. Yeah. So that's what happened. But now like, Fucking McAllister and Fernandez are younger than me. They're 21 and 23. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's always the insane thing. Like, I look at the Dutch team. Frankie de Jong is, like, a couple of months older than me. Like, these guys are fucking young. Yeah. 
And they actually, they give me, well, not Frankie De Young. He doesn't actually give me any hope because he has not been, uh, he's not been doing well this year. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but McAllister and Fernandez mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, they give me some hope. Because, like, yeah, I would agree with you. I think, like, a friend brought this up to me. Messi's heart is with Barcelona. Yeah. It's not with the Argentinian national team. It's not with Paris Saint-Germain. And if he gets this contract with Inter Miami, it's not it's not going to be with Inter Miami. Yes, yeah. Like his heart is with Barcelona. He's been playing with Barcelona since 2003. Yep. So, he spent a giant chunk of his life with Barcelona. That's where his heart is. Yeah. And Barcelona and Real Madrid are just such rich teams they can always afford the best players. Yes. So yeah, even without Messi, like, yeah, Barcelona will score. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But at the same time, like, I still think Messi does deserve his place in the Hall of Fame just because, mm-hmm. yeah, Barcelona can win without him because it mm-hmm. is just made up of, of the best players around the world. Yes, yeah. But he spent so many years there, scoring so many goals, winning so many yep. games from Barcelona. Yeah. That... He does deserve that status, but his heart's just not in any other team besides that. So everything else yeah. he does, I, 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 is like I, I think, I think I, I would agree that a lot of it is where I guess his head and his heart really is in a game, but but also simultaneously, I I do think that I do think he does care about Argentina because he had a chance to play for Spain. Of course he does. Yeah. He 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 did have yeah. a chance to play for Spain, and and I and I understand the criticism that they that Argentina put too much emphasis on Messi, but that's why I don't think he's great because a, a great player will be like yeah, yeah, and so I'm gonna live up to that standard. You know, people put all the weight on yeah. Maradona, and he won the World Cup. He put all the weight in any team he played, and and he would win. Did they even 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 the same for the original Ronaldo R nine from um, Brazil? I mean, he, he oh, the pressure was always on him. He got injured. People blamed yep. him. If they lose, they blamed him. It doesn't matter, but he still won. And, and, and that's the difference. It's like, yes, people are going to swarm you when you're the best. It's just the way that it is. And the way that you show that you are the best of the best is that you could take that, that, that aggressive swarming of all the defenders trying to tackle you and you still fucking win. And, and yeah. the fact that he didn't yeah. to me is, okay, that I, I, it's hard for me then to place him in the same league as... Ronaldo, even players that I don't like that much, like Zinedine Zidane, I would say still, I'm, he, he's, uh, in the end of the day, I would say, yeah, but, but does did, uh, does Messi have like the natural raw talent to have been the greatest of all time? Most likely he did. I think playing for Barcelona yeah. crippled him. I think playing for, for, for a good team crippled him because he didn't, he doesn't know what it's like to play for a shitty ass team. He doesn't know what it's like to step it up that much more. And the fact that he can't step it up every time he just chokes, it's it, I, I, it's hard for me to put him on the same league as, as some of these other players, I think, in, in history that, um, that, 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 that I think really earns a title of being a phenomenon or earns a title of being the GOAT, as people call them now. And it's, um, yeah. and, and I don't think he's reached it. I think, I think Mbappe already has. That's the point. That, oh, that, yeah, that's the God. yeah. Like, I think I think Mbappe is yeah, like, better than how than Messi was in Messi's prime. Uh, you see, I, I I've seen both of them play in their prime, 
I'll say Mbappe for me is much more impressive. When he enters the field, it's a different team. So it's a completely different team. Whether it's Paris or, or, or whether it's for the national team, you take Mbappe out is different. You put him in, boom, he changes the entire environment. Um, they attack more, the more aggressive, and he's a leader. And 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 um, him as a figure, I think he's just more profound. While while Messi never yep. was that. Messi was he was one of the best finishers that we have seen in all time. But that's about it. I, I, I think I think he yep. scored tremendous goals. Um, Iniesta and Xavi, I think, were much more instrumental for Barcelona's success for 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 the golden years because when they left the field, Barcelona did choke. If you didn't have Xavi and Iniesta, they choked. And I think those two were prime in making them great. They were prime in and and um and Spain winning in 2010. It, it, it was like those two were just were were just amazing players. And, and I think they made a bigger difference in the way that the team played than Messi did, ever did. Even in his best, Messi never was the one who made the team what it is. And, and so the, I think yeah. that, that that's why I have a little bit issues with him. Uh, it's the same thing with Ronaldo. Ronaldo was a great finisher, but, you know, you put him in a mediocre team and he plays mediocrely. You know, you, you put him in, in Manchester United, he, he plays, he's good for Manchester United, but they don't win. You know, you put him in Portugal, uh, yeah, they won one Euro Cup and... Guess what? Ronaldo was injured in the final game, and he still won. You know, and so it's like yeah. th- 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 that's what my point is with this generation, um, with this past generation. You know, the, these past I would say like f- um, probably ten years, ten twelve years. Yeah. I, I think that it was the lowest quality of players that I have seen since I started watching in the nineties. I, 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 I think I saw higher quality quality players out through there. It kind of low, and I think it's it's just going up again. Um, and and I think um, so. Someone like um, Kilian is is really showing them where 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 a player can go. You know how great a player can really be. So he gives me a lot of hope for the game to be back to the, you know, I, I, I think to the greatness and the focus on such great players that, you know, that that, that I think the Messi and Ronaldo era, in the end, it, when when people reflect back on it like twenty or thirty years from now, they're gonna mostly focus on what they didn't accomplish more so than what they did accomplish. But yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I think you're honest on there because look, like you look at them and you give them the penalty, like yes, you give yeah. Messi or Ronaldo penalty kick, and yeah, they choke. If aside from that, um, yeah, that, that Polish goalie kept Messi out of that penalty, yes, but, yeah, uh, for the most part, like it's an intimidating thing. You get Messi or Ronaldo because mm-hmm. Portugal's first goal was Ronaldo on a penalty this year, yep, yeah, and I. I missed the Argentina Saudi game, but I probably would bet that yeah, Messi got it on a penalty. Like that's yes, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. Yes, yeah. That's how it goes. So, but yeah, it's like you look, you focus on these individual players, mm-hmm. and it's not how they're playing with the team because yeah, like you said, like yeah, you have to be because these guys they're assigned like. Yeah, they're they're the captains of these national teams. Yep. Yeah. What are you? How are you leading? What What are you doing? Is it actually working in your favor? Because, like, the last time the Netherlands actually did well was with Arjen Robin as yes. the captain of the team in 2014. Yes. Yeah. And they got to what the quarter the semifinals. They got semifinals, to the semifinals, yeah. and then, like the Dutch team always does, they choke under pressure <laughs> and they can't. <laughs> 
fucking close it. So <laughs> it's a Dutch just it doing hurts. general it life. It hurts because yeah, <laughs> it's literally half of my heritage. Like directly. oh, is it? I was yeah, almost born. Yeah, I was almost born in the fucking Netherlands by about oh, wow. a margin of four months. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like they always have to be. In 2010, I was literally for all the summer wearing a a Dutch jersey. So yeah. It hurts to see them choke the way they do. Yeah. The last time they actually did well was with Arian Robin as the captain. Yes, yeah. And now, 2018, they didn't even qualify. 2022, they're doing okay. Not great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. They have no star players. Yeah, uh, their coach is good. It's Louis, Louis Van something. Yeah, um, Van Garn or something. Uh, he's doing okay. The guy literally has fucking cancer. Does he really? He has cancer and he's <laughs> yes. I learned about this the other day. He has fucking cancer and yeah. he's coaching. It's <laughs> that's wild. Are they gonna make it out of the knockout? Well, yeah, they get paired up against the USA. Like, okay, Christian Pulisic. Got a fucking pelvis injury blocking a goal. I know, right? Yes, uh, yeah. It's like, okay, guys, you you could hold out against England, but when it comes to the knockout stage, are you actually going to go anywhere? Because yeah. like, I was impressed by the American footwork. Yes, yeah. Because they had all the fancy tricks. I don't think England was expecting it. Yeah. But okay, everyone's seen you now. You've played three games. Mm-hmm. You're going against the Netherlands. Now, they're not amazing at finishing, but for the yeah. first few stages, they usually do pretty good. Yeah. Have fun. That, that's all I can say. Like, okay, let's see. You know, uh, uh, Orange and uh, Frankie de Young and all that, you have fun with it. That's all I'll say. So, so is the U.S. playing, the U.S. is playing um, the Netherlands? Yes. Oh, wow. That's, I, I think that's going on like tomorrow Saturday or today. Oh shit! Uh, I gotta watch that. Might that might be the yeah. That might be the 10 a.m. game. So <laughs> wow. And, and Pulisic uh, is, is not playing. I mean, luck, he, he's the best player on the he's U.S. team. Playing. He's playing. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he is. He is playing. He got cleared from his injury, but yeah. it was. I thought he like, busted a nut. So a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know about busting a nut, but yeah, he definitely <laughs> fucked something up on the field. But it it. I'm a, I am impressed because a lot of Americans complain about, oh, everybody flops and like, oh, they pretend they have the worst injury in the world and so it's plushy shit. And I really do think that's just from the last 10 years. It I is, yeah. Yeah, I don't hear about that like 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s Yeah, it, it didn't exist. It, it's not in there. Yeah. No, it's like, that's literally the Ronaldo Messi generation. Of it is, these yeah. fucking divas. Yes. And then Luis Suarez fucking biting people. Yes, yeah. No, that, that's a, <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean it was, it's, uh, for me, it's one of the most embarrassing generations. I think the one who kept flopping all the time was fucking Neymar. I was like, why, why do you keep yeah. falling? Like, every, like, somebody just touches you and you fall and you scream, ah! It's like, fuck, just get up, man. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's an embarrassment. It's so pathetic. Yeah. It's so pathetic. And it's turned off so many people from it. But yeah. I've been impressed that- People have World stopped, Cup, yeah. Only the teams that are, yeah, the only teams that are getting disqualified are the ones that are pulling that flopping shit. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, Belgium. Belgium, what the fuck was it with the fucking they face mask coming like out? Ass. Like, Oh, 
Uh, good fucking riddance. I know, I know. Like, Belgium, good riddance. Germany, good fucking riddance. Yes, yeah. Uh, Denmark, fucking good riddance. Yeah, I got the fuck out of here, Denmark. Face masks. You're heading balls like 10 fucking yards into the field, <laughs> and you're going to come out with your fucking face mask? Like, oh, uh, I, I, I need my pressure mask to stay pulling. Go fuck yourself. I know, you, I know. You take this ball. It's flying at, what I don't know, 30 <laughs> miles an hour. You head it 10 yards into the field. Halfway across the fucking field. But no. No, you flopped. So you need this fucking face mask on you like you're going to fucking sleep. You're going to the fucking spa. You need your it's charcoal ridiculous. mask. God. Yeah, I, know. I just, I, and I, I hate, it's, it's up there with the guys that overkick it in the goalie box and mm-hmm. it flies five feet over the goal. Yes, And they're yeah. looking at the camera like, what? what? <laughs> no, you you're under pressure. There are five dudes swarming you. You didn't have time to aim. Yes. It fucking happens. Don't look confused yeah. that you don't have the magic touch. Like, I lose my shit every time they look at the camera. Like, oh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> you overshot it, asshole. <laughs> And I'm not saying I could do better. Yeah. I'm not a fucking pro level player, but of course, yeah, fuck, yeah. I would know where I fucked up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it just drives me insane. But yeah, no, I've been seeing, I've been seeing a lot less flopping. Like, yes, yeah. I don't think France had any floppers. England didn't have any yeah. floppers. Uh, America, the only time like they did that shit was like when Christian Pulisic was actually injured. Right. Yeah. That's actually and, yeah falling. Yeah, he got like what a legitimate knee in the back of his spine. Right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I know. Nasty. No, but, I, I think this is yeah, a. I don't. I don't the, the only complaint I have about this World Cup is a stupid replay that the referee has to look at and the overcalling of all the damn. Oh no. That, but, but other than that, the I think VAR. it's a it's a great World Cup. It's I mean it's 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 intense. Oh. A lot of goals. It's beautiful, and so yeah. Overall, the, I'm pretty happy with it. The teams that you don't expect, <laughs> I are know, coming through. Like, oh yeah, it is. Was Cameroon beat Brazil today? Yes, yeah. Brazil put all of their B players on there, but still, that's uh, yeah. The, the yeah, I know. That's what. A, yeah, everyone's coping like, oh, it was the reserve players. Yeah, well, yeah, but still, sorry, they but lost for Brazil. I expect the reserve players yeah. to still beat everyone in the fucking world. Like, yeah, I know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Do we, do we need a fucking replay of 2014 Germany? No, that was painful. That was painful to watch. <laughs> that was yeah. literally only upstaged by... And I tuned out in the last 10 minutes of the Spain-Costa Rica game. I was oh, yeah. like, oh, they're up 5-0. What else could fucking happen? yeah. Two goals? Two? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I know Costa Rica's not shit, but when it comes to Latin and South America, I expect better. Yes, like, yeah. C- come on. I 7 0? Yeah, I know, yeah. Against people with only one World Cup title? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, Germany, Brazil, and I actually got this 
wrong for several years. I thought a Brazilian player was injured by Luis Suarez from the biting, but no, that was earlier. Yeah, in the cup. that was earlier. Brazil had no reason to lose seven to zero. They did. They did lose two players. None. No, they, they lost two players um, against Colombia. They they lost um what's his name their oh. their main defender, um who's actually who is actually a good defender I can't remember his name right now, um but anyways I have to look it up, but they lost him and then they also lost Neymar um with a with a spine he um the Colombian player broke mm. his spine he he needed him pretty bad oh sh- broke his spine. yeah yeah he he, he had a hair like fracture on his I spine. Knew. Oh, okay, so I knew it was something with the Colombia Brazil game. Yeah, but I, I mistook who Suarez was for. So oh yeah yeah. Head. So yeah, because Suarez did bite someone in 2014. He did. Yes. <laughs> Fucking insane motherfucker. <laughs> I am because so, he's also he's like 37. I'm surprised now at the end of his career, he didn't just bite someone in the oh, I know. latest cup. He played so like, bad. I mean, I don't understand why they continue to play after like 33. It's just like, you just, just, just take a bow. You, you had a good, you had a good life. You know, it's like, you, you just run slowly. It's, 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 it's just a pride thing. Like, Tiago Silva. So Tiago Silva got injured. Uh, uh, he got a red card in, in Columbia game. And then, um, and then they also lost a Neymar, and they also lost a, um, a, another midfi- midfielder. So yeah, they they, they were yeah, down, so but they, they still should not have lost seven zero. I mean, I, no. I thought that's still like, embarrassing, it, you again, know. It's the it, it's Brazil. I'm pretty sure Brazil has the most World Cup titles in out of every country, and they yeah, lost yeah. seven to yeah. zero. It that is, so, I was so pissed. Like, I was like, oh, it, I. I yeah. Oh, dude, I was because I remember I was going to an Argentinian bakery to get some things from a grandma. Yeah. And the game was on. And all because there's like a surprising amount of Argentinians in Miami. They just don't show themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they were all in the bakery that night. And my parents and I, we walk in and we see, oh, the game's on. Oh, Germany's up like 2 0. Yeah. Okay. Well, I go back. We're, we're driving back. I, I check my phone. It's like, oh, they're up four <laughs> zero. I check again. And like thirty seven zero. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> You're Brazil. Yeah. You are Brazil. You're fucking mulattoes in the favelas. Do nothing but play soccer and rob people. Yes. And you lost to Germany. And you know, not to say that because Germany now is a shitty team apparently. Yeah. Back but then, Germany was strong, but yeah. Yeah. They were still the shit. Yeah. And you're going to lose like that? Yeah. Good Lord. Because, again, 2014, that's the year Germany took it home. It is, yep. Yeah. And they were playing in Brazil. And that, that it's so embarrassing. It's like, wow. No, you guys... it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Brazil that year. Yes, yeah. It was, fuck. It was, it was, it was just an embarrassment. I was like, wow. I just, I didn't even want to watch anymore. I was like, that was just, oh, that that, that hurt. Oh man. It's like, it's so bad because Argentina is obviously my number one team for South America. Yeah. Yeah. If any team is going to get through, I wanted to be Argentina. Yeah. But if they don't, then out of South America, like Brazil is the next obvious step. Yes. Yeah. Who like, 
Chile doesn't get in. No. Uruguay does not deserve to fucking get in with Luis Suarez on the fucking team. <laughs> Literally, it was like 2010, 2012, and 2014. Yeah. He bit people in three different fucking tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> and now, like, okay, you're 37. Just fucking bite someone. What do you, you think you're yeah. going to play the next fucking cup? You're going to be four. You're going to be in your fucking 40s, dude. I know. You're getting outran by everyone because everyone. Like, Kylian yeah. Mbappe is like under 26. McAllister yeah. is. He was like 18 in the last Enzo World Cup, Fernandez, so he's only 22. Yeah. And France won the world last week. I know. Cup. Yeah. It's so. It like Enzo Fernandez is like 23. Uh, Alexi McAllister is like 21. Mm-hmm. Mbappe is like 22. Like, you're yeah. out. You're yes. fucking like, that's why Mess is looking at a contract with Inter Miami because <laughs> the know. MLS is so shit. Yep. That this is li- literally. It's even worse than Ronaldo going to Juventus. Because who cares about the Italian league? No one. I know. Boca Raton for soccer players. Yes, yeah. You you used to be fucking retire. They used to be great, but um, yeah, I don't know what happened to Italy. (laughs) Yeah. And they're not a bad like they're not a bad country for soccer. No, I think I think they don't have it anymore. I think they won three World Cups. Yeah, the city of yeah. Al League used to be used to be the shit. You know, people would you know would watch it all the time. Um, great players used to play there, and now they're just they're a joke. Uh, and didn't even qualify for the World it's, Cup. It's it, like what what is wrong with you guys? Yeah, when's the last time they qualified for the World? Because they didn't make it in here. They didn't make it in 2018. No, they made it 2018. I don't think they made it in 2014. No, they made they it. Did? Yeah, this is the first time they didn't make it in. I think. Over 30 years, 30 or 40 years. No shit. Okay, I need to see this. Uh, World yeah. Cup 2018. Uh, so they didn't make it in 2020. Oh, it's all on. Let's see. Croatia has been doing surprisingly well. Yeah, they won, I think, third place uh, last time. Or at least they played the third yeah. place rat game, yeah. This is really just showing soccer is the Catholic man's sport. I know, yes. It just is. Like, <laughs> sure, you get a couple of Protestant countries, but it's the Catholic sport. I mean, it is. Come on, dude. <laughs> Every Catholic like, nation loves it. Argent- Argentina, Poland. Yeah. Really? Come on. <laughs> the, the, even the Serbs, like, who are fucking Orthodox, they were doing... They were signing the cross on yes, the yeah. onto the field. Yeah, when yeah. the Polish players came back onto the field, there's so going back to Messi, I don't like like NFT bullshit. And on his Instagram, yeah. he's been promoting like this weird Ethereum shit. But oh really? I didn't know one that. One of yeah. these things is a 3D one of the things is a 3D animation, and it's him signing the cross. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, in yeah. His 2022 model. Yeah. It's like, come on. It's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> You have to at least love Ronaldo and Messi for being fucking devout. Like, oh, I know. Every yeah, time I do Messi love that. scores a goal, mm-hmm. it's like signing the cross and pointing at the sky for his grandma. Like, yes. Do you, do you get do you get any more Catholic than that? I, I, I actually don't know any. For your grandma? I don't know any great soccer player that wasn't Catholic. I think all of the greatest of all it's, time were Catholic. Pelé was Catholic. Um, Maradona was Catholic. You know. Uh, 
what's his name? I think that Dutch player Johan Cruyff was was Catholic. Um, he really? could he could have he could have not been. By right, well, let me see that. Yeah, check if he was. He could have been Protestant, but but I'm pretty sure he was. I I, I'm sure he was Christian at least. But yeah. Oh God, his seventies fucking haircut. It trips him every time I say. And he played for Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Hendrik Johannes Cruyff. What the fuck are these Dutch names? I know a lot of them were Calvinists, and so they could have got they could have killed got rid of all the Catholics. But I know there's some Catholics still left over there. Uh, he was born in Amsterdam. Uh, they don't say what religion he was. Mm. Hmm. Say, you don't know, because, like, Southern Holland could always be Catholic. I know. It's always a yeah. possibility. Yeah. It's, it's very, because literally the only reason Belgium exists was England deciding to fuck over Netherlands and France. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now we're getting reunification. The the Belgian League and the Dutch League are joining together. Are they? I didn't <laughs> know that. Fuck. That's awesome. Yeah, I learned about it recently. It's that, because in reality, yeah. Belgian League has like one team winning yep. over and over. Yeah, yeah. Not even other fucking names. The Dutch League is like Ajax has won 33 times. <laughs> yes, yeah. And the other two are... Uh, Eindhoven and Fire Nord. So, yeah. where's the excitement? Yeah, okay, you're yeah teaming you up is good. up to like at least five teams. Yeah. If at least five teams are winning this, like, okay, this is competition. Yeah. But if it's just like, okay, two teams in Belgium and three teams in the Netherlands, that's, that's fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Why would I ever tune into the area division if I know Ajax is going to win again? <laughs> It's like the Bundesliga. Why would I tune into the Bundesliga? Okay, Bayern München is going to win. Yes, They're yeah. They're going to win. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it, Munich is going to win. Why would I tune in? <laughs> what good, like, at least, like, you know, La Liga, I know. Okay, it's going to come down to Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah. But at least these two are actually competing. Right, yeah. <laughs> there's, the yeah, there's, there's at least, yeah, that competition. No, I, I get what yeah. you mean. Or, or the, yeah. Or the Premier League, like okay, the English Premier League. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck's gonna win. I don't know who half these teams are. Yeah, I know. Sure, me either. This year might be fucking Tottenham. <laughs> it might be fucking Chelsea. It might be Liverpool. I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah, they all got a fucking chance. I think that's why so many but, people love the no, British League. Uh, I think they're just more, I, I guess, more unpredictable. Yeah. No, that's the only reason. Like. Because it literally, because you know, like La Liga is going to come down to Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Yeah, that's just it's just how it goes. And uh, you know, the French league is going to be Paris Saint Germain. So yes, yeah, yeah. What are the chances? Like Lyon's going to take it. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Germany. Like, could you even name a different club besides Bayern Munich? I can't. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I know Berlin has a club. I don't know what's their fucking name. <laughs> and, okay, there we go. I know. So in the Dutch league, I know it's Ajax, Eindhoven, and Firenord. Or yeah. whatever, however the fuck you say in that stupid fucking language. Yeah. But I think Ajax is the only team I know from them. I know, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. It's yeah. I don't. It's it, it astounds me. Like, yeah, the UEFA doesn't actually matter as much as it should. Yeah. Because everything's a league within it, but what does it actually come down to for championships? Nothing. Like, okay, you get the Euro Cup. Yeah. That's not that, that's the Euro Cup. That's not a UEFA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even then the dutch only won like two euro cups fucking losers yeah yeah fuck it's it's so embarrassing man it is so fucking embarrassing yeah i'm i'm lucky i got like euro mud heritage so <laughs> my dad's whole family is dutch on my mom's side she was born in argentina but then her mom's german her dad was french so wow, yeah, I yeah. get to pick, you know. Yeah, I get yeah. To pick you just, choose. yeah, you just all over. No, I don't place. have to. I don't have to stick with one team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, it's like, okay, what happens? Like, okay, when when Killian Mbappe is too old, yeah, and yeah. France sucks again, yeah. What do I do? Because <laughs> Netherlands is not going to take it. Germany is obviously putting themselves in a fucking drought. <laughs> yes. They'd rather be fucking woke than play soccer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. We support the game, but sex. <laughs> we do not care about scoring the goals. It is all about, oh, you are you, you are in Qatar? Well, there's no homosexuality. Allowed. Like, think about this. The Germans are putting butt sex over drinking beer in Qatar. <laughs> yes. It's so <laughs> pathetic. Like, it... The Qataris basically kidnapped Bengalis and Nigerians to build this stadium. They took away their work visas and didn't let them leave the country. <laughs> they died building these stadiums. And we care about the gay butt sex. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You can't do sodomy in Qatar. Oh, no. The horror. I can't. Uh, I'm Cristiano Ronaldo. I can't grab people's asses in Qatar. <laughs> what the fuck is this? What is going on? Yeah. Uh, it's insane because it was what? So it was England, Netherlands, Belgium, Switzerland, Denmark, and like two other teams were like, oh, we're going to do the one love armband. It's so but Then they retarded. fucked. They, they could, they didn't, because this is how weak this shit is. Yeah. How quickly this will eventually die in the West when shit hits the fan. Yeah. Of like, they couldn't even stick with it when FIFA told them, oh, you're going to be disqualified if you do this. Yeah. Yeah. If this really meant shit to you, you would have gone disqualified. But yes, no, you're yeah. just virtue signaling asshats because half your team are black Muslims anyway in most of these fucking teams that yes. don't believe in sodomy. Yeah. So, what the fuck are you actually doing? Like, oh my God. No. England taking the knee and Germany like doing that thing on their Twitter. Like they were all hunched over putting their It was so good. Like, yeah. We're being silenced for supporting the gay butt sex. <laughs> Fuck, dude. You're a soccer team. Yeah. Like now I know, because I don't care about the NFL, but now I know how people were like, 
when Colin Kaepernick was yeah, like, me I'm too, take yeah. a knee for the fucking national anthem. Like, really, dude? Every other, like, you see it, and every other team is, like, crying yeah. in their national anthem. I know, they're, they're yes. Flags, they're feeling it. They're like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm here to represent my country. Even if we lose, we're going to give it our all. Because, like, at least, you know, like, Tunisia, Cameroon, all that shit, they gave it their fucking all Yeah. when they were about to lose. And these people are crying in their fucking national anthems. They're giving it their all. They're doing everything they can for the country. Yeah. And England takes a fucking knee. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> and then Grant is in that stupid fucking country <laughs> for the last week. Doing, st- I don't know what fuck, put on a fucking medieval helmet. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, you run this, you run this Catholic podcast. Yeah. Where you log <clears throat> Catholic Europe. And you shit on these schismatics and these heretics. <laughs> and then where does he go? Where does he go? <laughs> to the most retarded fucking country on earth. <laughs> I mean, but King Henry fucking got his last rights as a Catholic? <laughs> He's on his deathbed. He wants a Catholic priest in his country after everything he fucking did. <laughs> he wants a Catholic Reese at his deathbed, so he gets into heaven because, oh, it turns out he was actually a devout Catholic his whole life. <laughs> he just wanted to divorce his wives that he was going to fucking kill anyway. I know, it was horrible. fucking kill him. Oh, man. Well, what, was the, what was the point of the divorce if they lost their heads? <laughs> <laughs> and then Grant goes there to this shitty little island that's nothing but rain and bad teeth and inbred fucking people. And oh, and oh, the fucking migrants! Oh, don't forget the fucking migrants. Yeah, you yeah. Get your fucking Pakis and Nigerians in there <laughs> to do your fucking roadman shit with their fucking North Face jackets. Always surprised he gets mugged in fucking Manchester. <laughs> Fuck yourself. You don't speak English, you fucking assholes. <laughs> it's not English anymore. You lost the right to the fucking language. You don't fucking speak English. You're fucking water. You're water. What? <laughs> Fuck yourselves. <laughs> I had a friend, like, the, the British friends from Liverpool. And my God, how he made fun of his language. <laughs> he was a. Oh man, God, fuck that country. Fuck that fucking country. Fuck King Henry. Yes, yeah. Fuck the British. Fuck all my British friends. They're like, what a, what a stupid culture. That's all, that's all I got to say about it. Like, you know, the Italians, they understand life. Yeah. They wake up late for work. They take a long lunch. They don't actually do anything. Their government collapses every six months. Mm-hmm. They understand, you know, they understand what's good in life. Like, Giorgio Maloney, now that's a politician. Yeah, yeah. That's a fucking politician. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man. It really took, because it's not like Mussolini was a fucking Catholic. The guy right, fucking I know. hated Catholicism. Yeah. Somehow, 
Georgia Maloney, the Mussolini respecter, is one of the best Catholic politicians in Europe. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that recently? She like did some inauguration speech on the like fucking anniversary of uh, the fascist party taking over Italy, and it was. Oh on, really? Man. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did like a wink and a nod to Mussolini in her yeah. inauguration speech. It's like, oh yeah, oh well, you want to call you want to call Maloney a fascist? Who fucking who? <laughs> What's going on in the rest of Europe, man? Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, she's I'm awesome. Netherlands. Yeah. She is. Yeah. She she's great. I mean, she's a she's a chain smoker. Yeah, she's a, an unapologetic fascist she says what's on her fucking mind oh yeah i know and i don't like women politicians i don't either but, but she's an exception you know, God, yeah yeah you make know, exceptions like, when somebody is marie great le pen? yeah yeah marie le pen can go to hell yes yeah i don't give a shit about marie le pen i don't either yeah but maloney yeah oh man like le pen is not her father she is just she is not her father Yes, yeah. Her father actually did something. Uh, the weird, the weirdest thing about French politics was that a Moroccan Jew was like the most traditionalist politician in the last election. Yeah, <laughs> Erickson Moore is like the most definitionally based. French politician there is. Yeah. Because he's the only one who's actually willing to talk about like, hey, isn't it fucked up that we have all these Algerians in our country? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, like, what is that? Like, was Rome accepting people they conquered as Roman citizens? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Towards the end they did, <laughs> but that's why they collapsed. It's like, so you were part of conquered territory, but you get the full rights as a homegrown citizen? Yeah. What? So, no, no, Algerians and Tunisians and all that, they get to, they get to come in and be full, like, like, does does Paris look like, because you've been in Europe, does Paris look like Paris that you knew in the past? Oh, I mean, there's a lot more immigrants there now. I mean, that's the, the, that's that's really what you really notice. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, most of Europe, I I just noticed that there's just a much larger population of Africans. I mean, when when yeah. when you think of um when you live over there, basically when you think of the the immigrants coming in, they're all Africans, they're all Mohammedans and everything. So yeah, it's um they it they're changing the landscape of the entire fucking continent. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't think, I, I honestly don't don't think it's ever going to be reversible. I think it's just that that's the well, way that it is. I mean, with enough dramatic action, it can be. But yes, balls for that. Yeah, no. it would it would have to it would have to be quite dramatic. Um, but the, the reason I, I don't think is I, the reason why I don't think it's reversible is because they're starting to fuck. And the moment they start to fuck, yeah, they're that producing. Is, that is the issue. Yeah, they're producing children, and they're producing children, and you you give it two or three generations, it's like that that entire continent now is just becoming something different. And um, and even yeah. though a lot of them do just stick with their kind, it's very different than the U.S., where I think um, people tend to have more interracial couples. I know in the past about ten years, Europe is starting to adopt more 
um, interracial uh, couples and everything. And it's just becoming normal. And I, I knew many French people that um that just loved Mohammedan women and they just started to fuck them and starting to have babies and everything. So yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna, no, it is unfortunate. yeah, I, 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 I think I find it very hard to see that it's going to change just because of that. That's not, yeah, it, it's, I, I think the French, the Italian, the definitely like the, the um, like the Dutch and the Belgians and everything. I think the kinds oh. of people that existed before, it's just not going to be anymore. The the whites, just like yeah. the American whites, are not producing children. It's the, only the Mohammedans are producing children, and then it's the one who have inter inter um, marriage couples that are producing children. And so it's um yeah, the entire landscape. Give it like another fifty years, it's going to be dramatically different. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, like my dad left in '96 officially. Then. Yeah. Even then, like in '96, it was not what it is today in Netherlands. Yeah, it is. yeah. And they, they, the worst part is that very few people there see an issue. Like, yeah, at least in France, it's a like north-south distinction because the south of France are the ones that like they were lining up along the coast and not letting uh, migrants in during the Syrian migrant crisis. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, there's some hope for them, but. You know, Sweden. Yeah. That, like, I had to do a project for this. I got my bachelor's in economics. Yeah. So, of course, economics only cares about, uh, <laughs> you know, what can the migrants produce for you? What, right, what fucking yeah. janitor jobs can they take up? And that's okay. So, I do a project. And, and now Sweden took in the most per capita. Right, like yeah. A tenth of their population became fucking North African and Middle Eastern migrants. Yeah. Migrants, you know, not I, either refugee or migrant. Notice the language is never. In- yeah. Moving from like Gothenburg to Oslo. That that's a migrant. <laughs> right. Yes, I didn't yeah. think that's moving from, uh, from Damascus to fucking Oslo. I didn't know that's a migrant, but okay. Yeah. Uh, they took in like tenth of their population in Africans and Middle Eastern immigrants, and Germany took in like two million over a four-year <laughs> period. Yes. Yeah. These are insane numbers. I know. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, I know, like. Yeah, there's a lot of things where Mohammedans are closer to Protestants in the truth, but at the same time, like, I don't want them in European countries, man. Yes, I know. Because they are They're... fucking backwards people. Yes. <laughs> and it's just so profoundly different. And, and I think it's just sad to lose. But it's like they did it to themselves. It was like the, the, the Europeans... The yeah, the Europeans started to lose their, their tradition. I mean, they were... It was Christian, you know. It, it was Christendom. They they were Catholic. They 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 had a strong beliefs in reality embedded within, um, you know, I, I guess Christian worldview, Christian um, transcendentals and everything. And, and so it's it's like the moment they started to get rid of all of that in the eighteen and nineteen hundreds. It's like then that's when you saw the opening of of something that's going to replace it. I think they thought that they're just going to be. Oh yeah. 
I, I, you know, it, it's, it's weird to, to think back to try to comprehend what they were thinking. Right. Because like uh, we, we all, we all kind of just begin with the social ethos that they were born into. So what year were you born? You said 98. Yeah. And so basically your memory started yeah, in the two thousands. Right. And so you, so you kind of oh, understand yeah. what, what the ethos was in the two thousands and you see the, how much it changed from then to, to, to what it is mm-hmm. now. Right. And, um, and the older you get and, and the, the the wider you make that that scene, the more absurd everything is because you 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 begin to be able to understand what they were thinking, right? So like my first memory started in the mid 80s. And, and it's like I, I remember what the the ideas centralized um within the moral theory, within cultural and um economical theories and everything that you just hear as a kid, right? You, you, you hear stuff like, you know, that, that stupid 80s song, we are the world, we are the children, oh, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, and you remade like a two, like yeah. you had that. I had that too. They remade a version yeah. like the 2010s. Right. Yes. Like yeah. Justin Bieber was on that shit. Did they really? That you can't escape. You cannot escape. We are the world. Yes. What yeah. a fucking terrible song. It is horrible. But but you 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 know you just see it growing up and you feel yeah. it right you, you like you could just sit back and you could remember what that was like, and, and um, you know when I was a kid the Cold War was still happening the Berlin Wall was still up you know you know what I mean that's how old I am and so you know when you when you have those memories you remember what they the way that they thought and it's like the. You know the the way that the Europeans and I think many of the more progressive Americans were thinking was that they were they were going to bring in almost a new religion and and that's what you see leftism now like the, the the development of left leftism started back then or at least was already progressing back then you probably started more in like nineteen sixties and 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 fifties but it, it was this idea that nobody's really going to believe in God anymore that we're going to move past that, that we're going to create like a, a different moral system based on we are the world, you know? It's like like, like that song is the epitome of their, their, their anthem of their moral structure without God. Yeah. You know that what I mean? And John Lennon. And John Lennon's, exactly, yes. Like those two things, they, they, you know, that's what they all had in their head. And I think what they didn't factor in was how... Um, I, I don't want to just say stupid, but, 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 but how unproductive or, or, or how lack of a replacement that is to Christianity, like true Christianity, right? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. It, it just, it can't yeah. replace it. So what's happening is the fastest growing religion is Mohammedanism. And the reason why it's the fastest growing religion in the world is because what, what the left left behind wasn't sufficient to fill in the gap of basic metaphysical structures of reality. And, and so since it doesn't, somebody like the Mohammedans could come to you and they could convince you um, of, of, of their religion because they at least have a grounding in some kind of uh, transcendental being. And, and, so, um, and so I think what Western Europe is experiencing is, is really that, is that 
what leftism gave them, the, the lack of God, this atheism gave them was no children to replace them, no reason to exist, no real reason to get married or stay married. I think Belgium is 74% divorce. Just, just think how crazy that is. 74%, I believe, Belgium is. Um, you know, there's no reason to start families. And um, and, and so with a lot of these, these, these kids are, are grown up. In that. And I think that that's where you gener- your generation came into. It's like your memory starts where all this stuff from the 60s, 70s, and 80s are tried to mm-hmm. make. And I think what why there's like a big resurgence, at least in the in the West of Catholicism, is because of this this lack of um, of answers that atheism gave. It's like they thought that it would be sufficient to give them science, to give them you know no a moral moral system without God, without any kind of grounding, without any, without without any any kind of um, wars between religions. And so they, they thought that they were like going above that and that they could create a structure that way. And I think all that it really did was lead people either to Catholicism or Mohammedanism. Because the more that people thought of it, the more they were like, well, it, it's not sufficient. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it seems a bit superstitious to say that, that all things come from nothing. And, um, and so then what is left behind really is the two archetypal religions that had the most um, philosophical riches and uh, and I guess background that the world has ever seen and really is Catholicism and Mohammedanism. Yeah. Those are the only ones that really, it's, it, they're just a huge back catalog of just philosophical ideas, metaphysics, and then also um, further theological uh, reasoning for, for virtues and everything. And, and, and so, yeah, because- yeah. Because like, what is what what is the post nine eleven generation? Yeah, it's you're raised in this mixture of like, okay, you don't want to be biased because you've had all these social revolutions of, you know, like applied enlightenment ideals, which is just applied Protestant ideals. Yes, yeah. You cannot have one without the other. You the can, enlightenment yeah. is a Protestant product. Yes, so yeah. It's just taking. Protestant to his logical conclusion and removing all features of Christ because what the French after the revolution yes, yeah. margin in Notre Dame and replace all the icons with the goddess of reason. So yes, yeah. It's literally <laughs> just applied Protestantism. Yeah. And you get that. So what is the post-9-11 generation? You're grappling with all these social revolutions that have gone on. You know, yeah. Blacks got the right to vote. And then women got the right to vote, and then everything's been expanded. So you have all these social revolutions. Oh, women are in the workplace. Oh, we have desegregation. Oh, we militarily integrated schools, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And then you get, but then all of a sudden, you know, for whatever, you know, however you want to interpret it, did Bush do 9-11? Did he let it happen? What, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. you had these rich Saudi playboys who are... <laughs> you know, live in New York City with strippers and doing coke. Yes, yeah. You know, great Mohammedans. <laughs> uh, but they're literally playing this over payphones. So it's either they had it happen or they let it happen. But it's yes, not just, yeah. Right. But whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, it happens and you get this big scare. So you have to balance in your head like, well, we believe every religion is equal because we're a 
morally relative nation. Yes, every yeah. culture has its own moral things, and then, but at the same time, you have to balance. Well, who did the World Trade Center attacks? Yeah, and it's very obvious because the names are all the same there. And then we <laughs> march into Afghanistan, and then what do we learn when you know the United States takes over and is taking control from the Taliban? Oh, that these. Uh, Afghanis actually without the Taliban have a tradition of dressing up underage boys and fucking them. Yes, yeah. And then if you as an American have an issue with this, you're going to get court-martialed for beating up the Afghani officer that did this. Yeah. But the Taliban outlawed this. Yes. And they outlawed the growing of poppy that makes heroin. So it's like, well, are the Taliban really... because? All, all they did was take a payoff from these rich Saudi playboys to let yes, them hide yeah, in yeah. their country. Because this is like the this is this is a place worse than West Virginia. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's really just an absolute backwater shithole. Yeah. They'll take whatever money they can get. Like, yeah, the Taliban was onto something outlawing sex with little boys <laughs> and making heroin. <laughs> wow, shit. That's a really high bar. Yeah. So you have to grapple with all these things. Like, you're being taught, yeah, there's a terrorist threat from these, you know, these weird people that aren't part of your religion. But at the same time, you have to accept them in your country. But while you accept them in your country, they could be a terrorist threat because they might be recruited. And you grew up with all this shit going on in your head because in reality, it's falling apart. Yes. Because it yeah. had its run. Yeah. And now the real world is coming in, you know, and like I said, George Bush was the immigration president because, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, not even just legal immigration, because that's one that's one of the talking points, right? Like, oh, legal versus illegal immigration. Yeah. You can take in 100 million legal immigrants a year. That's no problem. Well, not that high, but. Yeah, no, I you know. Somehow that, that's yeah. not an issue. And, and it's like. Yeah, I got, I really have no problem with immigrants being where they come. Like, like I said, I like South Americans. Yes. I have no fucking problem with that. Or if Cardinal Sarah becomes the Pope, yes, I yeah. have no issue there. Yeah, me either. That's yes. great. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll he's be great. a learned scholar. Yep. It it has nothing to do like because in the position of the Pope, race legitimately does not matter. Yes. Yeah. But if you're telling me, oh. The prime minister of Belgium is now an African. Well, yeah. Yeah, there, there something comes up. Yes, yeah. Pope Sarah? No, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, he is the most qualified theologian for this position. Yes, yes. He should become the pope. <laughs> prime minister Umbugo Bongo Bongo of Belgium? <laughs> hmm, I don't know. Yes. That, there's a little bit of a disconnect here, and a reasonable one. Like Right, yeah. Yeah. The, the office of the Pope is so completely different to a prime minister. Like the primal needs of what a country needs for their leader is so much different to a spiritual leader of the yes, what no, is I still agree. the world's yeah. largest religion. It's yes, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's and a growing, no, it's a you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I think like I think I look at this. I think Catholicism is actually outgrowing like Islam. Yeah, they might be right now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I haven't looked it up in a few years, yeah. but um but yeah, but but I know that they they have a huge surge and they're having a huge surge with young people. And, and it's crazy because like the young yeah. people, 
your generation comprises of the most insane people and the most sane people in the <laughs> longest time, right? It's like, it's, it's unbelievable it because I, I, I've never, haven't seen from, from my generation, I have not seen that many strong Catholics with the, with your generation. It's like the yeah. the ones who have become Catholic or the ones who kind of came back to the church, um, are just or they're phenomenal and they and they get it and, and they understand it and yeah. they're and, there's that convert zeal there is yes yeah while um while while I think that my generation was still kind of grappling with the entire 1960s and 70s revolution um cultural revolution where you kind of just thought of your religion as a private thing. It was like you're, you you have your, you have your religion, but but then there's the real world, and the real world is secular, and the real and truth is secular, and that you and, and all this bullshit. Oh, and and, and th- th- that's pretty much how they function. <laughs> well, we have telescopes, so why why can't we see God? Where's yes, heaven? Yes. <laughs> just shit like that. And and it's yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, I, I don't think that those like, people I saw it coming. So glad. Oh, no, and I, I'm, I really am so glad I look back at it and it's like, yeah, when was my atheist phase? When I was like 17 or 18. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Even then, at least, at least for a couple of years, I LARPed as a, a, a deist. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, you know, there's a God, but is there an organized religion? <laughs> At least it's better than Sam Harris. Oh, my gosh, I know. God, fuck out of it's just the, well, oh, uh, we have tight uh, telescopes. Where's, <laughs> where's Hadley? <laughs> Those guys were looking at him like he was, like he was retarded. It was one of the funniest. <laughs> he is. How are you? There's, yeah. like, it really shows. And that that's part of it. It's like, yeah, in 2000, this was edgy. Yes. Yeah. Because everyone's used to dealing with like Southern Baptists and yeah. evangelicals and all that have no actual understanding. Yes. They're used yeah. to dealing with that. Yeah. So, you know, you're rebelling against mommy and daddy's church. Yes. Deep yeah. Or where the fuck you are in the country. Like you're rebelling against this weird church that now is doing like theatricals for Christmas where guys are going against uh, along like zip lines on the fucking structural beams rubbing fake snow. (laughs) It's like, yeah, okay. You were rebelling against that. Yeah. That's what you're rebelling against. I get it. Yeah. Your pastor didn't actually know much about metaphysics. So (laughs) hitting him with a, but if, God, real white kid die cancer. Yeah, that that was deep. Yes, Your yeah. pastor couldn't answer that. Yes, yeah. but you know what? Your average Catholic priest probably could answer. Yeah, that. yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's like we have telescopes. Like, like, we don't see God. It's just the so bad. Priest from the Sopranos <laughs> could answer that shit. Because you know what? Good on the fucking Sopranos. Yeah. What an amazing show. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because they show that human side of the priest in that first, like, two seasons where he's with that milf Carmela. Oh, okay, yeah. In her home. Yeah. Tony's out of the fucking state. And he controls himself. He's, like, even drunk off his eyes, like, no, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. You know what? 
good on you fucking guys because if that was made in 2022, yeah, these fucking assholes would have made it like out of nowhere. He'd just go upstairs to rape AJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even yeah. that, even that priest could answer these simple fucking questions. But you're you're gonna give a Soviet propaganda of that. It it's legitimately Soviet propaganda. Yuri Gagarin never actually said, "I'm up here, but I don't see God." Oh, never yeah. fucking said that. Oh yeah, yeah. Never fucking said that. But we're gonna regurgitate that. We're gonna regurgitate. Oh, we have high power telescopes <laughs> and we can't. we can't see God. Oh shit! I don't know. Go fucking find Mount Olympus while you're at it, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know. You want to fucking bore into the ground and find Hades too? <laughs> Stupid piece of shit. <laughs> Ben Stiller's ugly cousin. <laughs> I mean, again, what happened to the Camus of the world? Yeah, know? I know. Yeah. But, no, seriously. Like, what happened to the to these older atheists who, in some way, they're path- I mean, in many ways, they're pathetic, but they're, they're they're a little respectable because they at least they 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 follow its logical end. And I appre- I always appreciate one who follows to the logical end of the fundamental principles. And so, like these, like yeah. pu- puritanical um, atheists who just always talk about how evil everybody is, and that they're the most virtuous people. It's like, what the, what, what, what the fuck are you? Like, what, what is wrong with you guys? If I was atheist, I would be like worse than fucking Elon Musk or the other dude. What's his? What's that? What's that black guy's name who has like ten kids from from random women? It's like I'll be fucking anything oh, that uh, moves. Uh, Nick Cannon. Can Nick Cannon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like I I would literally be fucking anything that moves if I was atheist and and they're 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 just talking about how don't talk bad about the Jews but what the fuck is wrong with you guys just you know right. go fuck just do something go to a cu- country where you can fuck twelve year olds and go fuck a fucking twelve year old what is your fucking problem Wh- why will you be atheist and then be a moralist at the same time the the only right. appeal. The only absolute appeal that atheism has ever had was the ability to fuck and kill. That is really, and, and without having a moral conscience behind that, it's like I could fuck things, I could kill things, and I just don't have to care. That that is like the only thing that that that, that kind of that that atheism gave you. And the fact that they're sitting there and they're trying to talk about u- universal morality, it, it's so bizarre to me that it, that it's it's upsetting. Really, it's like I don't understand why you would want that. Like the the, the reason why I try to be good at all is for God. That's it's the reason you know it, it's the fact that I believe that God has given me life that 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 Christ died for me that I owe Him something that I am a piece of shit and I need His grace to be better. That's the only reason why you take that away from me. You remove that aspect of life. I'm like, okay, it's a free for all then. Let's go right. I want to go to an orgy. You know how great in a fucking orgy. I've never been to an orgy. I would love to go to a orgy. You just have like <laughs> 10 women there. They're just like fucking. You go on a train on them. You see them eating themselves. I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, you go after it. And these guys are not doing that. It's like, what is your problem? What, what, what the, yeah, I mean, well, how are you gonna, yeah. How are you going to be an atheist and a giant fucking nerd? I know. Like, yes. In my atheist phase, I yes, I I dated girls who ended up becoming hookers. Yes, I convinced yes. tourists I didn't need a condom. <laughs> and I, I fucked girls on birth control. It's completely yes. 
it, it was all it was all game on. Like, okay, yes, need a condom, donate a condom, birth control, whatever. Like, all right, we're gonna fucking go for it. Yes, you know, yeah. it's gonna be whatever the hell it is. Yes, whatever happens, happens. And That's okay, right. I didn't get an STD. You know, I'm not fucking Foucault. I didn't get fucking AIDS, <laughs> but you know. Well, you, you, were, like, you probably weren't what, fucking what, dudes, and so I was not. No, yes, I so, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, you know, like I could have, of course, it, yeah. Know, in my head, is like that's not that's not a fucking achievement. <laughs> oh wow, you fucking dude, what a fuck, what a fucking achievement. Yeah, wow, <laughs> some of my dudes love to fuck. Yeah, wow. yeah. No, you get a girl in bed, it's a fucking achievement. Of course, yeah. You yes, get a dude yeah. in bed, you're just fucking gay. You fucking it's get like, two girls oh, in bed, okay, it's you, like. Fuck yeah, you know, and and it's like yeah. th- this is what I I, I don't know. I, it's it's the it's the most bizarre thing for me to, to think that somebody does not believe in in God. Does not believe a foundation like, like first principles of, of reality and, and and goodness and and beauty and thinks everything is subjective and then simultaneously does not do these things. Like you know. If if I meet an atheist and he has never had a threesome, I think to myself, "There's something wrong with you." Then there's something definitely wrong with you. No, it's yeah. My my atheist years were always marked by an, an anger that I didn't have God in my life. Yes, like yeah. that was literally like it was constantly trying to find a reason to believe. Yes, I was yeah, yeah. Poisoned by that fucking modern rationalism of like. Well, can you prove it? Like, well, actually, yeah, you you can prove it. Full like it's been proven for twenty three hundred years. Yes, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow, no shit. I was really frightened this much, but it's like it was constantly marked by an anger of like, why don't I believe anymore? Yeah, why yeah. do I not believe? It it was never like a satisfied atheism. Sure, I did whatever the hell I wanted. Yes, yeah, yeah sure, whatever. There was there was. There was jerking off. There was fucking bitches. What, whatever the hell it was. Like, yes, yeah. Sure, I did whatever the hell I wanted. That's not fucking satisfying. Of course it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Now I look back and it's like, yeah, that sex. Why was it good? Oh, because it was fucking beautiful. Yes, what, exactly. What is that? Yeah. It's like I I was on to something. Yes, yeah. That I didn't understand at the time. I was experiencing something. Sure. Not in the ordered way. Yeah, to the listeners. Don't yeah. have premarital sex, yada yada yada. It's yeah, of not course. good for yeah, you. Yeah. I can't recommend that you actually do it. Yeah. I don't want to be a heretic. But yes, if yeah, yeah. you do it, <laughs> yes. it feels fucking good. Yes. It's great. And that's why there's confession. Like, I'm sorry. It's like there, there's a reason why confession exists. Because we're pieces of shits and we yeah. sin. I, I was telling this that um one of one of my um friends uh teenage son he was thinking of leaving the church i remember i was talking i was like why the fuck do you oh, want to leave the church God. right why he was like well you know you know I, like his parents were like very like hard on him the one time she caught him masturbating and threw took out the phone and started beating him and everything and so and so like he was very he was like he was like i just <laughs> you know and so he was just like i just really want to have sex and then, then i looked at him and i was like you 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 want it's just a bizarre to me i was like so you want to deny reality truth being god and everything because you want to get pussy and i, I looked at him and was like why do you think confession exists <laughs> right and then he, he looked at me for a second he was like you're right i was like yeah don't deny truth because you want pussy 
If if you cannot control yourself right now and you find yourself inside of a woman, okay, you've done it already. Finish it, you know, do good. Then go to confession, all right? So so then you can finally go to mass again and be right with the church. It's like that that is life. We 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 take the sin. And it's like what you you never one time just it was Thanksgiving and you were full and your pants you couldn't even button your pants anymore, but somebody brought in, you know, your favorite pie, whether it's apple pie or blueberry pie or pumpkin pie and be like, I just, I just really want a slice. And you succumb to that. And then you, you're a gluttonous asshole for that entire fucking day. You're sitting there. You're, you maybe drank too much wine. You drunk, you go to fucking confession. You, you, you're, you're, you go to college and this, and this slut is like hitting on you constantly. And you just, you can't help it anymore. He's like, I just got to fuck you. Fuck then do it. And then go to confession. But it's, it's like that, that's life. You know, we, we, we are all pieces of shits and that's why we need the grace of God in order for us to overcome it. Because those are lesser goods in which we, we all desire. And it, it's, um, and that's yeah. the same thing. It's like, no one's ever left the church because they wanted an extra piece of pie. Or because yes. they drink a little too much. Yeah. Or because they didn't go to the gym on a certain day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's because, oh, they wanted to get laid. Like, okay, why is prostitution legal in a majority Catholic country? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I I had a Colombian buddy in high school. Yep. And he went on vacation to Colombia. Mm-hmm. And he brought his 14-year-old cousin. What's the first thing he did when he went there? He hired a hooker. And he got one for his, his cousin. He wants a Virginia tour. <laughs> yes. This is what you In do. Peru, like, it happens all the time. Yeah, you, yeah. This is what you fucking do. Yeah, like it's just it just is. And these people, they don't like. Okay, yeah, but they're not going to deny the church. Like the Latinas, yeah, yeah. Like okay, the Latinas when you're a teenager, they're going to be a little hard to put out. Yes, but yeah. Whatever you know. You put up with it, you do what you can, and the guy lays his charms. Yes, yeah. And you learn you learn by actually making it happen. Yes. And yeah. otherwise, you go to your fucking home country and you hire a hooker. <laughs> why is it legal in all these fucking countries? Because like there's no reason to leave the church just because you fucked. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like what's what's the stereotype about Catholic men? That they're man whole books. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's like, unfortunately okay. true. French, yeah, Italian, yeah, Latinos. All of them. It's like, yes. yeah, you're fucking man whore. I know, yeah. The, one time, so my parents, before we were in construction, they used to manage hotels. Yeah. And the hotels had a lot of Latino and Brazilian workers. Yes. So one time they had some of their employees pick me up from school. Mm-hmm. And it was this uh, Brazilian guy and it's like Costa Rican guy. Yeah. And we're driving down South Beach. Little eight-year-old me is in the backseat of the car. They roll down the window. What are they doing to all the beautiful women that are walking by? They're catcalling them. They're yelling out the window. They're complimenting them. They're laying game. <laughs> what do they want little eight-year-old me to do? They want me to roll down the window and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm eight years old. I'm not even attracted to women yet. <laughs> and they want me to yes. roll down that window and say the same shit as them. Because, yep. you know what, that's fucking normal. Exactly. That's what happened. Like, yes, a dog's got to find his bone. <laughs> yes, A yeah. man's going to fuck. Yeah. Whether it's with one woman or multiple women, that's yes. your personal preference. You're yep. going to do it. What the fuck else is confession for? Exactly. Like, really, yes. You're going to go You're, you're gonna go there after Thanksgiving and be like, Father, forgive me for I've sinned. 
I ate a slice of pie when I was already full. Like, <laughs> so I'm not yeah, going sure, to mass anymore. You're supposed to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you actually going to go there and confess that you overate a little bit? <laughs> Who actually goes to confession to say they overate? <laughs> no one. You're going to go there and be like, yeah, Father, forgive me, Orson. I fucked again. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, I'm not even making light of it. It's like reality. Like, what are you at? I know. You're right. Yeah. Because who steals in their day to day life? Yeah. There's a couple of people that maybe they steal a little bit here and there. Yeah. But how many people are actually thieving enough to go and do that? How many murderers are there to go and be like, Father, forgive me for I've sinned. I killed a man. Which <laughs> 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 just are not there. But for people to have premarital sex like oh yeah yeah that's that's pretty high up there yep yeah like yeah and use it's, the condom shit it's like yes fuck i, I just use a condom and admit that you're fucking doing wrong but yes exactly I, that's the thing and, and and it's so frustrating that that's there's so many people that are unable to do that it's like either they have to fully defend their action and be like, no, what I'm doing is not wrong. And so I'm going to deny God and everything. Um, or, or, or they just, um, lie about it. And it's like, why, why don't you just, just admit it? You know, like, I'm a piece of shit, you know, fine. I am, you know, that, that, that's always the first step. I'm a piece of shit. I, I just, I can't put myself in this situation. Cause if I do, um, I'm going to fuck him. You know, that's just, that's it. You know, if, if you know you're like an angry person and you, and you have this wrath problem, be like, I can't put my situation because I'm just going to punch him in the face every time. And, and it's like, that, that is, that, that's human nature, right? That, 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 that's the way that we are. But like the denial of, of reality and truth um, for, for that sin, I, I, it's something that, that I, I personally can never truly comprehend, right? And it's something that I think is very dominant in the American culture. I think it's very dominant in many European cultures oh, yeah. that are Protestant mostly. Um, but like within the Latin world, you go to Italy and stuff, it just, it just, that, just, that view just doesn't exist. They, they remain Catholic and, 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 and sometimes it just takes them a long ass time to, you know, overcome whatever vice ails them but that that's that's the point of the sacraments you know that's the point of communion that's the point of confession that's the point of all of that shit is that it does bring us closer to god so that we could be free from the shackles of sin but while we're there it's like that's the unfortunate you know aspect of of life and and so we remove ourselves from it but just because we were weak we're weak and, and we want it and but um but yeah but 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 a large part of it, the reason why we want it, because it is, it is an ex- experience of God. You know, it is an experience of the beautiful. And so we experience God through that. And, and, and I do think, to tie it back to what we're talking about with the atheists, I do think that's what makes the contemporary atheists not only more insufferable, but it's almost, that's what makes them more evil. I, I think the contemporary atheist is more evil because they don't even have the experience of God anymore. The Foucaults of the world still have the experience of God, you know? He he went to these orgies in Brazil where he got the AIDS. He 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 fucked you know uh, young young women in Africa and, and in Asia and all that shit. You know he he and young men and young men. Yes, yeah. Like he <laughs> he experienced the beautiful to some capacity, and and when I see these like hyper puritanical atheists, 
it's like you, you got you got nothing in your life. Like I don't I don't know how they don't kill themselves. Like how how much of despair would you be in if you don't even experience God to some capacity? Um, because because even in the one who's just being like, yeah, someone who's being completely what, what degenerate. Morals, yeah, what morals can you make up if there's nothing? Because that's always been the struggles. Like, yes. What, what? How is any morality objective? How are you going to claim yes, an objective yeah. morality? Like, murder is not even. It's literally meaningless. Yes, you have exactly. No meaning. Nothing. Like, at least for like an absurdist like Camus, yeah, the meaning is to live. Like you create. Because mm-hmm. how how did Camus die? He was literally with his mistress. He was supposed to go home to his wife. Yes, and his mistress yeah. wanted to drive him home, and he died in a fucking car accident. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is the that that is the literally the absurdest way to go. He could not have <laughs> written it better himself. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And I I know uh, Bulge Bolkogov's behemoth is he's gonna love this. Yeah, uh, the Brazilian. The, oh the, right, yeah. Fucking cat, cat Camus also. As a Frenchman, these Frenchmen had to have like the aesthetic. Yeah, like, I know. Yes, yeah. Camus' aesthetic, yep. the trench coats and the suits and the cigarettes. Yes, Foucault with his leather jacket. Beautiful. Like, yeah. They they like they they just know. Yeah. They just like there's a reason an Italian suit is better than an English. Oh suit. Uh, yes, it is. Oh, so much better. <laughs> yeah. The Italians, even when they have to make something like generic to the population, they know how to tailor it better. Yes, than yeah. an Englishman. Yeah, like and and, and I yeah. think I think that's what's missing though. We we are with the, with the contemporary atheists is that they don't have that. They don't have any sense of beauty. You you see the way no. Sam Harris is like looking there. He's like slouching all back. He's got that ugly ass beard. He's just looking like this. Oh. He really, he really, he just reminds me like an ugly version of Ben Stiller, and you just see him talk. It, it really and, is, and it's like this, this, the this, ears. yeah, this monotone. You know, we got telescopes, and we don't see heaven. He's got to raise the one eyebrow like he's this cocky motherfucker. It's like you, you are just sad. Have you seen Penn lately? No, I haven't. Is it pretty bad? Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I gotta look at him. Vegan. Oh, so he's like super like As deathly thin. Was, oh my god. As if he was not an insufferable atheist already. How, how do you spell his last because, name? I know it's Penn and Teller, uh, the, the the duo, but I can't remember. J I L L E T E. There I found him. Oof, wow. He looks like he has cancer. I know. Because he went he went like the Al Sharpton route. Have yeah. you ever seen Reverend Al Sharpton in the 70s? Yes, yeah. Yeah. He went that route of like, okay, I'm going to just drop a shit ton of weight out of nowhere in my old age. Yeah. I mean, all this skin hanging. So saggy, yeah. It's like, Pendulette is also, when you're like 17 and an atheist and sort of libertarian, Yeah. he like hits your right, like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna this all these sacred cows, man. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Shit on I'm so Teresa. edgy. Yeah, <laughs> and you mature just the tiniest bit, and you're like, "Wow, you're just an asshole." <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, what? 
Wow. Wow. Mother Teresa was not a perfect person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked. Humans are not perfect. Yeah. And the only perfect person was Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whoa. I'm, I'm amazed. Yeah. Mother Teresa might have done some bad things. <laughs> oh, no. And the worst thing that she did wow. is that she was just kind of grouchy bitch that, you know, Kind of like to see the kids suffer a little bit. It's like, that's all that they keep bringing up. It's like, okay. And then what money thing is like, okay, man, you guys are just, you kind of, you're reaching. I'm sorry. They're reaching. It's even the bad things that they listed was not, it's like, dude, you could find much worse saints in history than Mother Teresa. Man. I, I know. <laughs> it's like, damn you. I know. Like, was it, uh, who, who the fuck was that that Dutch priest like Father Aloysius? Oh yeah, yeah. Or? Um, uh, I, my my <laughs> oldest son is picking him as his confirmation saint, Andreas Waters. Oh, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> that is, uh, I wish like so all, all the confirmation stuff confuses me because I'm still yeah. getting used to that. I know I'm gonna learn about that when I start RCIA. Yeah, yeah. Like so, my birthday is October fourth. So my birthday is the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. Okay. So like, I just feel this like connection, like, okay, this is my birthday. It's overlapping with St. Francis of Assisi. Like, yeah, I should go with him as my confirmation saying like, it just feels right. Yeah. But like, if I just had that open and it was some like random saint, yeah, yeah. I would probably go with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> A fornicator I've always been, a heretic I'll never be. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. that, that's up there with turn me over. I'm it is a side. beautiful line. Yeah, several bastard kids. It's so good, He's just man. I know, yeah. And it really shows the and, richness of the church. And, and that, that's what I love about some of these um narratives of the saints. Uh, it, it just it's just the richness of what they bring, right, to to people. And they 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 could be like, wow, there's like one thing, obviously, that the, the infinite forgiveness of Christ is obviously present in there, but also just that when we think we have hit rock bottom or we just went too far in our sins, and then you see that, you know, because like even in the Catholic Church, who who is the first canonized um, like saint in the church? It was the thief um, hanging next to Christ on a cross. It was a fucking yeah. criminal, right? A, a criminal was the first um, saint that, that we know within, within the Catholic Church. Um, because it was direct line from Christ that he's going to be with him in paradise. And and back then, you know, when when you, when you didn't get crucified just because you stole something, you got crucified because you were like a robber. Normally, like you beat people up mm. or you kill people to steal, right? It's like without without that, you know, that a lot of the um, older practices were were closer to the Mohammedans where they would cut your hands off. And so, if you were a thief, you get a cut. You get you get you get your hand cut off. But if you were crucified, I mean, it means you did some really bad shit, right? And so yeah, you start, you, had to, you had to be really fucked up. Yeah. So you got this criminal as being the the symbol of the first person who enters the kingdom of heaven with Christ, and that's it, it's amazing. And then, then you have all these other stories. You know, there, there's um, uh, Saint Mary of Egypt. You know, the 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 slut who was. Um, <laughs> who was basically in the wilderness yes yeah but you know she was like fucking all these dudes and then convinced them to pay their way um to, so she corrupt all of them during their pilgrimage and yes yeah, she becomes a great saint and, and and it's like you 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 know i think bishop baron 
I like his wording the best. He was like, you know, the, there's only one thing that that distinguishes a, a saint and a sinner, and, and that is the saint recognizes his his or her sins, and the sinner doesn't. No. And and when you see all these stories, that is the main thread. That's the main theme that you see with it's like these people recognize it. The thief recognized his sin. He basically said, "I'm a piece of shit. Just just don't forget about me." And, and that's all it really took. It was like that recognition. It was like, I, mm. I, I am unable to do this on my own, right? That, that humility, I am unable to be a good person on my own. I am not God. I know that I deserve damnation. Um, and, no. and, and, it's, and it's from that point where Christ can forgive you. Without that, he can't forgive you, know, because you're not admitting to anything at that point. You still think that you're right. You still think that you could overcome it. And, and that, that's why I find so vile much of like the puritanical idea that it is us that's overcoming this sin, right? It is, it is us who are perfect and then that we are favored by God, like the, like the Calvinistic view that, you know, those who have— oh my all the riches in the world, the ones who are more favored by God and everything. It's, it's disgusting to me. It's like, no, that's, that's really the complete opposite. And, 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 and to really think that you rejoicing the, 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 the richness uh, of this earth is what makes you favored by God. It's like, how, how does that at all make any sense? Because if Christ's entire point, right, Christ's entire life was to suffer and to die, not for his own sake, but for the sake of the good of the others, and it's like those who suffer and die for the sake of the goodness of the others, they're the ones that are actually closer to God. They're the ones that Christ wanted to be with them. You know, there's, it's like he, he, he's the one that brought them and gave them the opportunity to be uh, more close to Christ by, by enduring that suffering. And, and, and I, think, I think the more that Christians just want Christianity for themselves, that, that's when it becomes corrupt. That's when it becomes narcissistic, and and that's that, that's that's the part where many of these like people who are repulsed by Christianity, that's what they're getting repulsed by. Really, is that narcissism? Is, is that too many Christians are Christians for their own sake? Um, I think Saint Teresa of Avila said it one said the best. She says she said uh, she asked the question, you know, do you, are, are you are you seeking um, yourself in Christ? Or are you seeking Christ in yourself? Basically, what is your main goal? Are you just trying to find yourself and you're using Christ to find yourself? Or are you basically looking inward to find Christ inside of you already? Are you looking inward to find, like, what is your main goal? And I think when you are your main goal, when the only thing you're thinking of is my own salvation— you you kind of lose you. I don't want to call it a game, but just for the sake of conversation, you lose the game, right? You're you're, you're not getting it when, when when you are your ultimate goal. You're not getting it at all because the moment that you you receive Christ, you know, within the sacraments and and you understand the truth, you're not done. Now you go forth and and you give it to everybody else that you know, your closest family, maybe your friends, anybody that you meet. Now you give it back to them because it's not it's not for you. Right, you lose yourself. You have to lose yourself in Christ. You know that that, that famous line in, in Scripture where, where where Christ says, "Those who seek to save their lives will lose it, and those who who lose their lives for my sake will gain it, and and or will gain eternal life." I think is is, is the correct unquote. That's a very powerful message that he's given people. He's he's not saying that you're not supposed to seek yourself. It isn't for you. It is it is that when you 
have gained the graces that God has given you in order for you to understand the truth and to be unified with God, now you give it to others because that's what it means to be Christ-like. It is for you to die for others as Christ died for you. And that it, it, what's more important is always that, is that, is that you're giving and you're giving. And, and, and you go back to the St. Francis of Assisi prayer, you know, where we're, uh, some people say that he, he's not the one that actually wrote it, but it's always the sentiment of, of St. Francis of Assisi, at least, where he says, I, rather than to be loved, I want, you know, I, I seek to love, you know, rather than to be consoled, I, I console others, you know, and, and, and that, that's the point, right? It, it is when you begin to lose yourself is the moment that you are more closer to Christ because now you're sacrificing everything you have so that others um, can be unified within Christ. And that's the point, you know, and, and, and so it's, it, 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 I, I think when we, when we miss that, um, and many Christians do, many Catholics do, it's like, well, then you, you, you kind of lost the entire point of why you're doing this. If the only thing you're, you're seeking is yourself, you know, if you go back to Meister Eckhart, you know, he always speaks, speaks more in riddles. But, but he says, well, the, the, if, if you're constantly seeking the road to God, you find neither God or yourself, but only the road. And it's, and, and I think, you know, that's what ends up happening is that you're just, you were always, we're always so narcissistic that it's just us that we're, that we're, that we're seeking. But by the end of the day, it's, you should be able to lay your life for the love and the goodness of the others so that they can rejoice in Christ. And, um, and, 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 and I, and I, I think that the, the difficulty, I know I'm going on a long rant, but, but uh, I apologize for, but, but I think the difficulty is that when, then when you, when you see this play out in the world, it's like, you see some of this proper sentiment in more of the liberal Catholics. And then with the conservative Catholics, it's like they have more of the proper structure and order uh, of, of theology and thought and everything. But many times the conservatives lose this aspect the, and, and you notice it. And sometimes you're like, you, you can't pinpoint it. Like there's something wrong. Cause like you kind of notice it. It's like the, you, you're, it's as if they're, you know, you have all this great richness and many of them are well-versed in, in, in scholastic uh, ideas, m- many great theologians. And yet they're, they're just like, they, they, they don't get this part. And, um, and so then they they don't understand it with someone like um, Bishop Barron talks about it. And you're just a universalist. It's like, well, Bishop Barron actually denies universalism. He always does. He says it outright that he denies universalism. But, and, and that's not what he's getting at. What he's getting at really is the sentiment, really is this goal, right? The, the, the dare to hope goal really is, is that if, if you put it into a scenario, right? And this is the scenario I normally put it in, is that if you, if you make it at the end of your life, and you are um, entering the kingdom of heaven, and you know that your child is going to hell. What would you do? Would you want to trade places and say, like, "No, I mean, then my job is not done yet. I don't, I don't want to be rejoicing in heaven if I know my own son is going to hell." That's not what. That's not what anybody would want. And I think that if you are in a fullness, presence, and the beatific vision of God you think of that with everybody, not just your child. You're entering the kingdom of heaven and knowing in your head, no, all these other people are going to be burning in damnation. You would, you would be the one that said, then my job is not done. My job cannot be done 
Because as now being a body of Christ, I will reach out to each one of them in the hope that the that that hell would just be empty. That that should be the fucking hope, right? That that's why that prayer, that the famous that the famous prayer. You know, oh my God, um, forgive us our sins. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those who most need of thy mercy. It's like that's why that prayer is profound. It's an important Catholic prayer because if you're not hoping for that. If you're truly hoping that there are people burning in hell, and then in the end it's like then you're missing the point. Not, you're, you're not saying that you know the, that hell is going to be empty. No, of course not. That that's universalism. We know that's a heresy. We we know that's not going to be the case. But we we also don't know what the second coming means. And in the end of the day, if the second coming means that we can abolish that, we could abolish the possibility of these people be being in hell. Uh, I would rather die with that hope and I, I would rather live towards that than than not because if when i when i look at so many people and so many of us when we reflect on ourselves and we see people um really really indebted in in, in sin it's like many times it's it's uh, circumstantial many times that you know many of these uh, you know, rapists and pedophiles were raped themselves. Like that, that's that's a statistics that we that, that we know. There's people that, that that I know that were just born into shit, like complete and absolute shit. You know, I didn't get to experience that. I wasn't raped as a kid. I wasn't raped for like six years straight. I don't know what the fuck that's like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Thankfully, yeah. yes. And then yeah. you see them, and then they fucking kill themselves. And then what? As a Catholic, I'm like, I'm going to go to hell. You shouldn't have killed yourself. It's like, yeah. That yeah. sucks. But at the same time, I pray that that cannot be the case, please. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's for me, it's like, then what was it all for? I, I just, I, I don't get that mentality. I would never get the mentality that I would be happy that these people are burning in hell. It's like, what was it for then? I would rather be in hell with them in the end of the day. I would rather be in hell with these people because if I could just at least bring some joy to their life in hell, I would rather do that than just be in heaven. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, it's a sentiment that, that, that I truly deeply feel that I, I, I would never comprehend the idea of a Christian being happy that there's people damned in hell. That does not make any sense no, to me. It really, yeah. it, it really is like, especially because you know, you've been from your entire life Catholic and yeah. everyone in your life has been a Catholic. But for someone like me, it's like, I know that when I started RCIA and when I finally talked to my family about it, my dad's an atheist. My mom is a Jew for whatever it's worth. Yeah. So it's going to be the struggle of, sure, my dad is going to understand my decisions, but he's not going to care. My mom yeah. is not going to understand my decisions and she's not going to care. She is going to be very upset. So yeah. it is going to be a lifelong uphill battle of trying to convince my parents, my family of what I'm looking towards is not the truth because I chose it, but I chose it because it's the truth. Yes. Yeah. And that I want them to do the same. Yeah. That is going to be a lifelong battle for however long my life is, for however long their lives are, it is going to be this difficult thing. And I cannot imagine myself rejoicing that at the end of my life when I'm saying my deathbed, oh, wow, thank God my parents who didn't agree with me are burning in hell. Like, yes, yeah. That is something that's it's, it's going to fucking haunt me my entire life if yes, I'm not yeah. able to convince them. Like, 
no, I don't. And w- what about my friends that mm-hmm. did not convert to Catholicism? It's like, I-, I love these people. Yes, yeah. You know, I let them... I let them walk over me because I love them. I yes, come yeah. back to them because I love them. Like, yes, this is, this is my family. These are my friends. I, I love them. So I let, I let them do these things. Can I actually rejoice? Can I sit on my deathbed and be like, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. They're going to hell. Fuck no. Yes. <laughs> like I have legitimately thought of so many times, like I would be fine burning in hell if it meant someone else could take my place. Yes. 100%. Yeah. It's like, that's just, that's just how it is. I cannot imagine. Like it's so hard to grapple. Of course, if it comes down to it, you put it, you put a gun in my head and you ask me like, okay, but do you believe that God could select between the elect and the unelect? You know, some people are going to go to heaven. Some people are going to go to hell. Like, yes, I can't. Do I have to be happy with it? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Like eternal damnation is <laughs> eternal damnation. I just, that's yes. a lot to think about. <laughs> like that's a lot of weight. I don't want to go there. So should that mean I want anybody? No. Yeah. No. And the, the humility aspect of it is like for as much as modern Judaism is like a currency, at least there was one thing, one good thing that was ingrained in me. Yeah. And that was humility. Yeah. And it's, be be humble. Don't think that you're the next greatest thing on earth. You're not. Anything yeah. can happen. Be be humble before other people. Be humble before God. Because it's like, what's that that Eastern prayer that some Byzantines like? I know mm-hmm. I can't remember the priest I follow on Twitter now, but he's a Byzantine Catholic priest, and he mm-hmm. posts this prayer a lot. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on uh, Lord Jesus Christ and God have mercy on me, a sinner. Uh, yeah, and it's as simple as that. Yeah. Lord Jesus Christ and God have mercy on me, a sinner. But you can also do this prayer for other people. Yeah. When you do this prayer for other people, you do not refer to them as sinners. Mm. You change the wording because you can only refer to yourself as a sinner. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Everybody else is a sinner, but you are making a judgment call. Yes, you yeah. are declaring that everybody else is sinner, so somehow you are better. No, you don't declare yourself as a sinner. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, yes, you do declare yourself a sinner, but you not others. Yeah, other people. Because who are you to be in this position to judge other people as sinners? You're a sinner too. So you get down there, you get on your knees, you make this prayer as a sinner yourself. And if you're praying for other people, you want to laud them, you yeah. want to lift them up because you are begging for mercy for these other people. Are you going to come before the Most High yeah. and deride other people while begging for their mercy? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, 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 you come. You degrade yourself because you are, you're a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. We've all yes. done things we all fucking regret. Yeah. Like, there's no fuck. If you want to tell me you've never done something in your life you don't regret, you're a liar. Yes. Yeah. You are a fucking liar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like. I could, off the top of my head, name five things yeah. that I wish I'd done differently. Yes, that are yeah. like legitimate sins. So yeah, it's like everyone, everyone's fucking done something. Don't act lo- like you're better. Act like you're worse. Yes, yeah. you don't know. Chances are, maybe you are. Yeah. Maybe, you, and there's so much beauty in that humility. Yes, like, yeah. 
it, it, it's it's not even eat once you take yourself down to that position where you can recognize what you are who you are what you do you can see so much more in the world that's before you yeah like you're not caught up in your own ego you remove yourself from that and everything else just becomes so much clearer yeah and it's it's so much easier to assess yourself if you just realize yeah you're a piece of shit you're not hopeless right you're not yeah be perfect but you're not hopeless yeah you're not yeah you definitely can do something about it yeah but yeah you're not gonna be perfect you don't need to be like i don't understand this obsession with wanting to be perfect yes yeah we should what be the it? best that we can what? with what we have and that's all that we really can do and, and, and at the end of the yeah. day that's re- that's really all that we can do and I think I think what ends up happening with a lot of people who are especially who are extremely judgmental is that they don't it's it's as if they put themselves and that other person's situation with their own life experience. And I think that's that's what ends up happening because I think, well, I would never do that. That's what thing in their head. It was like, yeah, but I mean, more, you grew up in the United States. You had your two parents, you know, they didn't they didn't fuck you. Right. You. <laughs> They fed you. You had a bedroom. You know, you, 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 it's like you, you understand that there's people that exist in this world. There's thousands of people, if not millions of people that exist in this world that doesn't have that, that they, that the, that the, they're, what they were born into was just, there's, there's children literally born to crackhead mothers and absent fathers and this mother just like, completely abuses them their whole life or neglects them or to go smoke crack and become whores. And this kid just like grows up in this situation. And then he just keeps making bad decisions after bad decisions because he's doing the best that he can with what he has. And, and again, it's like, there's a lot of people like this. Like I, I I don't want to bring just a sympathy sob story, but it's just the reality. And and I look at that and, and, and the, the, the difficulty for me is like, I, I just, I am I I cannot be logically okay with thinking to myself, well, you're just going to go to hell because God gave you a shitty life and you did stupid shit, so you're done. And it's I it's yeah. no there there has to be there has to be a solution there has to be more to that there has to be something that that we don't fully comprehend right now in our life that only God and comprehend that that maybe in the second coming and the new covenant will be a fuller a comprehension of this. But as it is right now, I just feel like I, I it, it, it can't be okay because it's like you, in the end of them, it's like, it's like what you expect. It's almost as if I, every morning of, of the day, just beat my kids. I punch them in the face. I kick them. You know, I, I fucking snort cocaine in front of them. I put a little heroin in their fucking drink. And then they become degenerates in the end. And they're like, why the fuck did you become a degenerate? It's like, what do you, what do you expect? It's like, what do you expect? Right. And then, then, then you no, think, I, yeah. And like my ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Um, one was molested by a cousin at a young age. Yeah. Uh, but she was chilling. She had a really good. <laughs> so, you know, th- there is something. There is something to the girls with the trauma. Like they, <laughs> I, I don't know 
what it is. They get better and better. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, the next one after that, her dad uh, divorced, quote unquote, her mom, you know, whatever bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, threatened to murder her and her brother and smile in the mug shots. Yes. Uh, yeah. Another girl, her dad left her mom after they had a successful business together and died of cancer when she was like 16. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know these crazy women of like, yep. they really got some shitty cards dealt them. Cause the one I got know, was yeah. my cousin became an escort. <laughs> yeah. uh, and like the full service one, not just, you know, like full service. Uh, not just a dinner got, date. Really good. In, really good in bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I understand these people like it really is because a lot of people can just shrug off like, yeah, no, if your dad threatens to murder you and smile in the mug shots. Yeah, that's that weighs on you. you know, as damaging. A yes. You, yeah. You, you don't just and she was she was damaged from that. Like she yeah. eventually she went on birth control. She was very emotionally dead. Yeah. Uh, she was an insomniac. All these things like there was. All these problems. Yeah. yeah. If this happens to you at a young age, you're going to get fucked up. You are, yeah. W- would I wish hell on this person? No. Yeah, I know. Like, what, what is... I, I just want to stop, like... And for the people that think you can achieve perfection, could you ever yeah. bench press a car? Yeah. Could you bench... No, you obviously could not bench press a car. Yeah. You could bench press very fucking high, like... You know, you and I were manlets. We're both under six feet. Yes, yeah. We could get our bench pretty high up there. Yes, yeah. Like someone who's over six feet. Yep, yeah. Could we bench press two? No, we could never, never in a lifetime bench press 2,000 pounds. Yeah. So could you achieve perfection? No. Yep. And if you think perfection is the standard for getting into heaven, well. Then none of us are going to heaven. No. Then let's just have a party in hell because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 At least that's, uh, again, go go back to the atheists. At least that's where, like, the old ones were at. Like, oh, yeah, hell's going to be fun. Exactly, yeah. Hell's going to be filled with all the fun people. Yeah. Well, sure. Now it's going to be internal damnation. You're going to be isolated from everyone forever. Literally for all eternity. Yes, yeah. And it's going. To, it might not even be boiling hell. It just might be eternal darkness, <laughs> as your spirit sits there for eternity. just unmoved yeah, spirit. That, I mean, that's- yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. And it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. It, it, it's. It's something that 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 that, that I think I, I've just. Uh, it's hard for me to reconcile with with, with much of the conservative um, Catholics with with that particular point of view. It's like the, like the two point of views with American conservative Catholics that that always um, that, that that I think they begin to think I'm I'm liberal on is is that that idea is the dare to hope idea and capital punishment. It's like that's the one that's that's the time they always like begin to rag on me. It's like, oh, you're just liberal. It's like I'm not liberal. You know, it's it's just that I just. You know, I, 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 I can't imagine being okay with, with, um, with people burning in hell while I just, you know, la di da rejoice in heaven. Um, and, uh, at the same time as I can't be okay with thinking that it is good 
uh, to have institutional killing of, of, of criminals. It's like, yeah, if there are other, if there are other means, I don't see why one wouldn't take it. You know, it's like, isn't our yeah, goal supposed I, to be for conversion? I'm a bit more lenient personally on the, the uh, capital punishment question. And yeah. it's been something that I've always thought about for several years because I've had, mm-hmm. again, Jewish school was not amazing. Well, it's probably pretty but good, yeah. It did open, yeah, it, it did open my mind to like certain ways of thinking that have, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There were religious ethics classes. So, like, at least that equipped me with some way of thinking about yeah. these things. And capital punishment was obviously one of these things. And, you know, I'm a bit more lenient on it. I don't want to make any definitive statements of support or don't support, but I'm not entirely right, yeah. opposed to it. But, I completely understand where the opponents of it come from every time there is a and there's an objection to capital punishment like oh yeah it is a very serious issue of dealing with someone's life yes exactly <laughs> yeah and, 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 it's it's not it's not easy it's not case closed like, yeah no you're not putting someone away for two years for stealing something like yes yeah yeah a person yeah <laughs> Yeah, at the end, it's like I always understand the sentiment for it. Like, I've, I've told many people is that if anybody ever killed my kid, like raped and killed them, of course I will find the person and I would want to torture them and kill them. And I probably would. But in the end of the day, then I'll go to confession. Fine. That's the way I look at it. I was like, yeah, I was still going to confession because I would like, think uh, I, I did something wrong. I was like, yeah, I, I killed him. Why? He fucking killed and raped my daughter. Like, do, you know the, uh, do you know the Gary Plushette case? No, I don't know that one. Um. Okay, so... This takes place in Louisiana mm-hmm. in about the 80s or the 90s, one of the two. And this guy, he's a divorced dad, I believe. And his son uh, eventually gets caught up with this martial arts instructor. Now, yeah. the martial arts instructor is a pedophile. So he Ooh. ends up molesting the son. Yeah. And at some point, he kidnaps the son for about two years and takes him Oof. across country. Yeah. And eventually he gets caught. He's arraigned for trial. But the father, Gary Plachette, has some connections in the police department there because he was yeah. a former cop. So he eventually talks down some buddies who are doing the arraignment to let him know when the serial rapist is coming yeah. to the airport. You can see this on YouTube. Yeah. So he's there on a payphone waiting and he has a revolver ready. Yeah. And when his son's rapist comes by, he puts a bullet in his head. And because he had buddies in the police department, yeah, he got off with this. Yeah. So <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And there were a couple there were a couple more cases. Like there was one in Germany and one in another country, like I think here in America, where the mother her daughter was raped by somebody and yeah during the trial she came with a gun and fired on the rapist so like i get it oh yeah me too yeah i would also do yeah i would do the same and i don't even have children yet i know yeah do the same fucking thing like if someone did that to my niece yeah i would fucking do i know yeah i know myself it's like yeah i i know that that's gonna be something that i would do but 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 yeah Yeah. i I think that the difference is that i have no problem admitting I did something wrong at that point. Like, I, I just wouldn't have problems. Yeah, I did something wrong. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not going to yeah. sit there and try I mean, to justify it to you. Yeah. I don't think cap- 
capital punishment is a good thing. Yeah. I just think it might be a necessary thing. Yes. And that's the difference. It is, yeah. yeah. So and, and, I, I think that's what it comes down to. And I th- that, that has always been the church's position. It was not that it was ever a good thing, but it was it was licit because it was necessary for for you know the protection of others and also for the for the aid of of the individual who committed the crime to because you know you're more you're more motivated to repent if you know death is inevitable and so it's like it is actually also good for the criminal like I, I get all those arguments like I I fully understand it and um and I think those arguments are quite strong um it, it, it's a, it's a very appealing argument but. Uh, but at the but at the same time, I can't reconcile that with the idea that divine justice is mercy, and, and it's yeah. like it's like ultimately that that is the best good that we could have is to have mercy on them, um, not just to have justice. It's like is 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 human justice is revenge. Eye for an eye is is human justice, but divine justice, like one of the theological teachings of Christ that was unique to Christianity was that divine justice is mercy. And um and, and so um with that that's the part that that I that is I think it's difficult to reconcile with with Christian theology. So in the end that's why I would say I I agree with like Pope John Paul II, um Pope uh Benedict and and Pope Francis all who advocated that it 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 isn't really Christian to think that it is a good thing. Um you can you can make a, a proper case of it, of his licitness. Um but but to say that it's a good thing is, is kind of go against the, the Christian idea of, of justice's mercy. And I do think licitness can change from time to time. Because like my other my other position that also pissed a lot of people off. This is almost getting to like um a, what a pissed people off um position was um <laughs> was the um polygamous argument. Because because in polygamy is the same oh thing. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> because 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 like polygamy, if you read the catechism, is about is actually about licitness. It's, it, it speaks bad about bigamy, uh, which is um, knowingly getting married to two people, um, uh, while 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 knowing that is not licit. And then, but but the the, the only part of the catechism that actually speaks of of, of um, polygamy um, says that, that that you actually ought to have. Um, uh, not not concerned, but um, sensitivity w- with that position because there, there's a lot of people that that do convert that have already been been polygamous or whatever, and also there, there's like bishops that 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 in Kenya allow it right now, and then there are, there are bishops in South America. Do you remember which war that was in South America where um where they killed like a, a shit uh, a, a large percentage of the men? Um, was it, yeah, that, that was the war of. Uh, Paraguay against Uruguay, Argentina, and yeah, Brazil. Yes. Where ninety percent of the male population was eliminated. Yes. And at that point the bishops made it licit that, that polygamy couldn't be practiced because there were Yeah, you it was know, the only way for the population to get back. Yes, yeah. So. And so like polygamy has yeah. that same licit um uh, argumentation that um, capital punishment has is that it's more—it's actually more determined socially than it is determined by. So, so if, if, if it is necessary, it is a practice that can be done, and if it can be done, it then has to be done by by certain parameters or whatever. Um, because there isn't, there's nothing in, like Aquinas argued. There's nothing intrinsically evil about it. There, it isn't as if you're violating something by practicing polygamy. It is that. It's not prudent because women are jealous and and they're it's un, they're unable mm-hmm. to be completely fulfilled for um uh if, if in a marriage um through it and so there's a 
there, you know, it's, it's, it's these kind of conversations that, you know, you don't have to be a liberal to really analyze it. It's like, you don't have to be a leftist it's that there there's precedence for it. You know, Christ himself never speaks of, uh, of polygamy. The, the only time he, the only thing that Christ ever mentioned about polygamy was one of his, um, what was that? His, uh, what are those narratives called again? Parables. Parables. Right? You know, the parables of the 10 virgins. And the 10 virgins are going to meet the bridegroom and then five virgins are led in and the five virgins are rejected out. And so it's like, that's the only time you could ever see any kind of discussion of, of uh, or mention of polygamy within, within the gospels or within anything in the new Testament. It's, it's just not really mentioned. There's, there's, there's no conversation of it. And so, um, and so, yeah, the, like the, the, those, the, those three, I think are like my most controversial positions is that, I don't. I personally don't even think they're controversial. They're just kind of going along with what the catechism is, and I think the tradition of the church. That people people tend to forget that yeah, these these things were listed at some point, right? Um, in in that war in South America, it was like yeah, the bishops had to be like yeah, just fuck. There's not enough men, you know, to take on these women, and so I guess you could take on uh, some more uh, so some more women um, in order for you to 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 procreate. Yeah. And, and or natives, and that's why Paraguay is over around. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and then like, um, yeah. it's the same thing that happened within France. It was like you know, well, you, you didn't want these noblemen and everything to begin to um, divorce and everything, so they kind of made uh, not polygamy but polyamory a licit activity in which these people kind of practiced. And and it never said that then it was a good thing. It was like now you practice something good, but but basically that you know some of these reality. One priest kind of told me it was like you know you it's it's always easy like philosophically because 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 we were discussing um during confession sometimes a lot of my my confessions with the priest just become philosophical conversations. I'm sure it makes people people <laughs> pissed that's waiting in line. Of course, it <laughs> right. Does. Most people, most people are so embarrassed to go to their priest for confession that they think like, "How can I go a town over?" <laughs> yeah, and confess. Yeah. And you're just like, "Well, it, it turns into a philosophical discussion." Yes, in yeah. the fucking confession booth. <laughs> yeah, because you're just a you're, you're a once in a generation fucking guy, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, like he see he was a very wise priest, and you know, he just said that. You know, we, sometimes we, we get lost within the universal principles, right? We we look at it and we could easily spot it. You, you understand the natural law theory. You understand um, metaphysics. And so you, you can begin to ex- explicate proper um, modes of being and, and proper um, uh, uh, moral a- activities that, that you do. But then you exist in the world and in existing in the world, it just gets more fucked up because then sometimes you're just left with shit and shit. It's like, you know, you, you, you have this African guys, right? Many of these African people who are converting to Catholicism, like, like the, the biggest population that's converting to Catholicism is in Africa. Many of these people have existed in Mohammedan countries. And existing in Mohammedan countries, they have three wives. And so now you're left with shit and shit. Because when, when these people practice polygamy, they're not like these gross contemporary you know polyamorous like ooh, i am transgender or whatever it's like no they make a, I'm a polycule yeah i'm a polycule no they make separate covenants with each one of these women 
and they have like five or ten kids with each one of these women. And so they're converting to Catholicism. They have a responsibility to like 20 kids. And then what was what, the bishop going to say? Oh, you got to abandon two families. You know, you got to be a stereotypical black nigger and just abandon two families. It's like, no. <laughs> That's oh, not- then you got to censor that for YouTube. Holy shit. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I knew one of us was going to slip up at some point. I knew one of us was going to say the no, no word. I hate, hate, hate that we can't say that fucking word. Yeah. If this was 2005... We could fucking get away with it. If this <laughs> it was is, Howard yeah. Stern, I know, we could I fucking know. get away well, with it. Right after the stream is done, oh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll go back and I'll edit it out really quick. Um, let me <laughs> you see. Gotta, yeah, you yeah. Gotta, but it is. Yeah, it, it's it, like two it, hours it's in. Crazy. Yeah, like what are you? Gonna, if you're a priest, we're gonna do so. Like, hey, yeah, you know, I know you entered a natural marriage with these people. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta abandon these two families and never talk to them again. <laughs> yes, yeah. Never financially support them again. You know, this is the Christ-like thing to do. Just <laughs> abandon your family entirely. And yes, yeah. Never see them again. No, no of course you're not going to say that. What? No, yeah. So in life, you just yeah. get you, you get stuck with two shitty situations, and you have to choose the best option of the sh- shitty situation, and and that's it. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing of like living in the world. You cannot be philosophically correct 100 percent of the time because the world is not like yeah yeah. We've all. Lying is bad. Lying is one of the worst. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's worse than murder in a lot of cases. Yes. Yeah. Have we never lied for our own convenience? (laughs) Of course. Literally, the alternative is so fucking bad. Yeah. That you would have wished you lied. (laughs) I try not to lie. Yes. Yeah. But do we do it? Yes. Of course, because yep. literally the alternative can be so bad. Yeah, yeah. That if you don't lie, you're going, well, <coughs> well like, what's the point? Yep. So, yeah, you have to live in a world. Yeah, where, that's the thing. Yes, of course, you're going to sin at some point. Yep, yeah. You cannot avoid this. It is un- in the same way that, the, you know, the average American commits at least three felonies a day and they don't even realize it. Right, yes. I do it purposefully. Yeah. <laughs> Me as well. I once, I once sold cryptocurrency to a 17-year-old so he could buy speed off the dark. <laughs> <laughs> My atheist days were fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah this sounded uh, incredible. But, uh, yeah. If the average American commits three felonies a day, what does the average person do in regards to sin? like yeah you just you eventually you don't even realize you're doing it yes you yeah because that's just that's literally what fallen man is yes so, yeah yeah you're going to fuck up and if you're converting to something like you're converting from a religion unless you have four wives if yeah you're financially capable enough yep. and yeah and you're convinced of the truth what is a priest going to do? Like, yeah, <laughs> they, they cannot tell you to divorce either. <laughs> yes. They literally cannot tell you to divorce. Yes, yeah. And, and then just abandon How? them. It's like, what's up, bye, guys? I'm Catholic now. I'm just choosing this one because she's the youngest and hottest one. And so um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, like, what, what yeah, options it's, do you have? It's, yeah, it becomes ridiculous. The, the priest can't do this because he can't tell you which one to divorce, which one to leave. Can, yep, the, the, yeah. 
the priest cannot tell you which wife to leave. Yes. <laughs> uh, unless it like happened within his church. Yes, he saw you yeah. marry the first one. And then it's like, you come like, hey, hey, can you marry me to the second one? And he'll tell you, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I cannot. But if you converted with four wives. Yeah. What's this poor priest going to do? Yes. Yeah. Because this man... Probably never had pussy either, so he doesn't even know the stakes. Yes. <laughs> and then this guy's already been living this way. He has like oh, ten, like five, five kids with one wife, three kids with another one. You know, he's got all this shit going on. He's already used to fucking them, and then he becomes Catholic, oh, and then shit, he just like starts <laughs> fucking them. Still, this guy got another baby. Yeah, how's it going, guys? And it's like that's life. And, and, and it's just like you know. Did he? Did you watch Father Sue? I did, yes, yeah. That's yeah. That was a good what movie. What a good fucking. I know. I, I loved it. Yeah. Cried in that shit, but like, I did too. Thinking yeah. like, imagine how like yeah, Father Stu. What what a perfect example. Yeah. Of a degenerate. Only yes. started RCIA because he wanted some Mexican pussy. Yeah, Respectable. It's beautiful. And, and he's in there like doing priest classes with people who since their birth their parents want to become priests and they don't yes, want to do yeah. it and he's like he's got this calling he's putting pussy away yes and so it's like imagine how many priests never had that calling of like i know i need to put pussy away yeah i need to stop with this and become like i think it's the saint of firearms hmm. was an italian priest in the 1800s, yeah, that it was a womanizer. Yeah, he was the most popular guy in town. He got deathly ill, devoted himself to Christ, and when he got better, he threw it all away, went back to his old ways. He got deathly ill again. He devoted himself once more, <laughs> and he died as a priest. Yes, and yeah. This is a man who put pussy away twice. <laughs> he was getting it left and right. <laughs> So you get these guys that they never had to deal with it. Yes. They yeah. never had to think about it. They were always like, I'm going to be a priest. It is what it is. And they got to tell you how to deal with your four marriages. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I could like, I could not give you advice on how to deal with fucking juggling two women. Cause I don't have that in me. Shit, yeah, yeah. I can't handle one woman. Fuck <laughs> me. I can't handle two, three, four women. Yeah. Fucking advice on a priest who never had never had sex to it? Like, good on him. He's not the expert here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's He's yeah. the expert on what to do to get to heaven, but not on women. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I really do think in in those cases we just have to be charitable and be like, shit, we you know the you know the priest has to be pastoral and be like, you just have to make best with the situation that you're in. And when they're when when you're found yourself in that situation, sometimes you just you know. You just gotta keep going with it. And what, what what if you like fucked a whore and then a baby came out and then she didn't want to take care of it? And now you're a single dad. It's the same thing. It's like, well, yeah, you know, or yeah, yeah. You you just you take you you just have to do what you can um, because it just you're not you're not everybody is presented with a perfect scenario. And if you're not presented with a perfect scenario, it's like you 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 just make do with the universal principles that you can discover through reason and apply it the best you can within an imperfect world because that's what we find ourselves in and, and i think that's um yeah that that's that's the one thing that 
within Catholicism, I think they, they teach so, so well, but I don't like the division that we have right now in the church with that. I don't like this like conservative and, and, and liberal division that we, that exists. It's like, you have, you have these priests who say, is saying that sodomy is okay, that everything is, you know, LGBTQ, we're in the pride flag and they're having like the, oh the, the God, rainbow yeah. vestures on where they go and say, I'm going to say a non-denominational oh. mass. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, that's that's bullshit. And then 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 you have like the hyper traditionalist, like um, that that one guy, Doctor, what's his name, the one that that grant yeah, keeps Marshall. ragging on, yeah, who who, who wrote yeah. a post oh, on oh my God, why why is there a, why is there a microphone and speakers in the street? I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> like no, that was no, 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 horror. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh, no. yes. why do you have lights where's okay, the yeah. candles and the you know and the oh, essence and myrrh like, i mean shit well you got you guys have like, light oh, electricity why you guys like have electricity in here it's, it's so insane yes it's so like yes 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 a lot of modern churches could be designed better yeah, of like, course if you look yes. up the archdiocese of miami it's fucking ugly yeah i looked up the only churches that do traditional Latin mass in Miami yeah. are basically warehouses. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the ones in Norvis Ordo are yeah. some pretty beautiful fucking churches. Like yeah, yeah. In Miami Beach. And it's like, okay, I am, because per- it doesn't seem like they're doing that weird shit out of the Chicago suburbs where they're right, like of a course black not, yeah. band doing celebrate. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, this seems like a legitimately reverend Norvis Ordo. Yeah, and there's where's many the of them. Where's the issue? Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. Where, where, where's the fucking issue? So it's like, oh no. Yeah, of course, some churches could be built better. Some of them could have better acoustics, but okay, you're dealing with what you have. Exactly, you yes. build a yeah. church. Yeah. It's got shitty acoustics. You're not going to have a speaker in there? Is yeah. Everyone here, you're fucking a hobble? What? Yes, what? yeah. <laughs> How is this an issue? Oh, I, I, like, I, Taylor Marshall has not been on my radar till like about two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And now because of fucking Grant, <laughs> he's on there every 10 seconds. <laughs> I hate it. It's like, I know. You know Some things he says are good. And then, and then other ones are just like, dude, you got to calm down. And it's, it, it's and, just. And that's, the, that's yeah. the thing with Traz, right? Yeah. That's the thing with Traz. Like, they get it right sometimes. Yeah. Like, yes, in some cases, the TLM is better than the NO. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Like if you get that that Chicago suburb where they have some black soul band doing celebrate while yes, every parishioner yeah. is in a mask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, I can see why I would say TLM is better. Yeah. But is TLM the same mass they were doing in 800 AD? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course not, yeah. It's not. It, it, it evolved, so it's like, yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, so, so like, you know, I, I feel like who should not be named is also like that. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> 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 Who's not in the new chat? Yes, yes. Pope Francis is uh, the Pope because he's a punishment to Catholics for not being <laughs> biased. <enough. laughs> How can you talk about the Pope like that? No, I know. Yes, yeah. And it's like, how? <laughs> so I, I don't know. Have you seen um, TLE Burger Kiss on the, the timeline of Twitter? Not that I remember. I could have, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't recognize um, the name. Yeah, he usually has a bird-related PF uh, profile picture. Okay. 
And Bird is a personal friend of mine. Okay. He actually moved from New York down to Miami. Oh, awesome. Uh, he is a... I don't like the word cradle Catholic or the term because it like implies you fell out at some point mm, and yeah, he yeah. didn't. Yeah, you're just born and raised he Catholic. He's yeah. Italian American. He's very, yeah. He's just always he's always been Catholic. He's yeah, very yeah. well versed in it. Uh, he's very well versed, especially with like the early church fathers. That's his thing. Yeah. You know, he doesn't care about too much after like doctors or anything. He's like all in on the early church fathers. Yeah. Uh, and this guy, even though he's like a modern American Catholic, all this shit, you, you never hear him disrespecting the Pope. He disagrees with the Pope. You never hear him disrespecting the Pope. Yes, exactly. That, that's good, yeah. To him, it is exactly what the Pope is, the vicar of Christ. Yeah, yeah. You are not disrespecting. You can you can disagree. Yes, You're yeah. You're allowed to disagree. Of course, You cannot yeah. disrespect it. Yeah. You cannot insult him. You cannot deride him. You cannot do any of that bullshit. Yeah. It is insanity that the trads, quote unquote, yeah. get away with this bullshit. Like Marcel Lefebvre is excommunicated. Yeah. And the yeah. trads are not. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, I, the, the, and that's where I find it so unfortunate. And, and it's almost as if I think their their intellect. Let me grab a beer too, real quick. But yeah, it's 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 like their intellect got in the way. I got to the point in which they they think that they are the proper interpreters of, of Catholicism, to the point that now they're just their, their pride begins to reject even the authority of the church, and and that's really and it's just unfortunate because many of them are smart. It's like you 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 listen to them. It's like yeah, they they get it right. They're not dumb people, but their pride is so vile. And, and I think it's just so evil that you, now we live in, in, in such a divided church that, that, that the liberals literally cons- convinced the, uh, the conservatives to hate their own pope. And it's like, and that's... It's, it's insane. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's like, no, you it, shouldn't follow that. Like, if you actually like, look at what Pope Francis says... On paper, like from his official papal position. Yep. Where is he heretical? Where exactly, is he, yeah. He has said the right thing every single fucking time. Yep. Because he said like the uh, trying to subvert traditional marriage is satanic. Yep. Yes, yep. He said all sorts of things. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. Maybe he fumbles a little here and there yep. when he's pressured to actually speak in public. But whatever, the Pope is not a position of... He's not a politician. No, he's yeah. Not there to speak in front of a microphone. It's he is a priest. He's mm-hmm. a theologian. He, he actually has the, not said anything. You know, he has not said anything that someone like Pope um, Saint John Paul II hasn't said. And, and that's the crazy thing yeah. for me. Is it's like many many of these trads talk great about Pope um, um, Saint John Paul II, but when I was a teenager in the nineties. The trads hated Pope Saint John Paul before he was a saint. They hated Pope John Paul II. They talked. They talked about how he was a liberal. I remember one time he went like to a rock concert with white sneakers, and they were like, "Why is he wearing sneakers? And why is he going to a rock concert? You know, it's so bad." They were pissed that he put the luminous mysteries in the um in the. Uh, wasn't he also? It was Rotzinger was a skier, right? Like he would go on to ski. Oh right, yes, yeah, yeah. 
And yeah, so it's like, yeah, people people get pissed about that. And it's like, yeah, but was he actually a bad pope? Yes. Like, did he? Did he actually do something heretical? I mean, did he? Like, we had literally popes that killed other popes, you know, to to become yeah, a pope. There was the <laughs> yes. There was the Borgia papacy. There was the pornocracy. Yes. There was the yes. Avignon papacy. Yeah. Where they literally were ready to kill cardinals yes. for electing the wrong pope. It's like, are we really at the low point in the papacy? Yeah. Of that because he wants really, to be it, compassionate to some people. There's not been a good people. pope since Benedict the Tenth. Yeah. It's like, or St. Pius the Tenth. It's like, yeah. Uh, no, again, the Borgia papacy, like, if you wanted to put an actual low point, yes. you could probably go to the Borgias or somewhere around there. And yeah. Like, everything that went on with them, that's a low point. And yeah. the church is still around. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, if it survived the fucking Borgias who were. Crypto Jew conversos, yes. then <laughs> like mafiosos. I think it's <laughs> yeah, it can survive anything. Yeah. Like, come on, like what? Okay, yeah. Francis said some things about climate change on his Twitter yeah. that he doesn't actually run because let's be real here. Mm-hmm. What public figure actually runs their Twitter these days? So yeah, he's got some staffers running that probably aren't even like ordained in the church. Yeah, it's just some staffers. Uh, okay, he said some things about climate change. He said some things about wealth distribution. Okay, so did G.K. Chesterton. Yes, yeah. Uh, who, who's, who's shitting on Chesterton? Like, <laughs> who is? I know. He is the father of distributism. Who's shitting on him? Yeah. Like, is free market capitalism a Catholic tenant? Of course not. The, yeah. <laughs> it, like, the church has already... This about Catholic uh, uh, communism. Yes, and said it's an excommunicable offense to be a communist. Yeah, and it's not been overturned as far as I can tell. Yeah. So, uh, what more do you want to want to excommunicate G.K. Chesterton at, after his death? Yeah, yeah. Coming up with this repetition. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's like where where are, where are you guys? Uh, does the church have to be laissez-faire, enlightenment, French capitalist <laughs> for you to be okay with this? <laughs> That's what it seems like. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's extremely ridiculous. I, I, I remember when they were getting so mad with um, Amoris Letizia. And so I had to just read it because I was like, what everybody is saying does not sound right to me that, that the Pope is actually saying this. And you read it and it's like, they're actually really, what did he say in there? To have compassion with people that got divorced? And okay, how is that a bad message? We should have compassion. They, they're, they're, they, you know, they, they, they have sinned. I <laughs> said, anybody that, that, that has sinned, we should have compassion for them. Like, why is that such a horrible thing it's to say? So yeah, there's, and it, so it, it, it's 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 so insane because like again, find me where Pope Francis actually contradicted Catholic doctrine. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult. It, it's difficult because you can't actually find it because every time that he's spoken actually from the station of the Pope, yep, it has been within like what was it recently they were freaking out at him for like 
extramarital affairs are not that serious of a sin. Yes, yeah. Like he's not from Argentina, yeah, of course. The, <laughs> yeah, that was the Catholic teaching for what fifteen hundred years. Yes. Still Trent. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes from a country where he probably heard yeah. it in a confession every week from the same guy. He's like, hey. Yeah. My grandpa was not even Catholic, but he was a Frenchman living in Argentina. Yeah. Do you think he was do you think he practiced fidelity? Yeah, no. My grandfather no. from, from Peru with like 17 different kids from seven or nine different women. I can't remember the exact number. But you know, he, he remained Catholic until death. He got last rites and everything. Yeah. It's like that's you know, he never divorced his wife. She kicked him out. You know, and and then, <laughs> then I remember I remember I I spoke to him on the phone. He said it all in Spanish, but I would just say in English. Um, he was like, you know, I just asked him about his family and everything. He was like, yeah. He, he said, I never understood why um, they always got so mad at me because I always loved them all. It wasn't I was <laughs> he was like it wasn't as if I didn't I like. <laughs> Because like yeah. my grandma has poured hot oil on my grandpa's mistresses. <laughs> that's like, amazing. That's just how it was, man. Yes, that's yes. just how it was. That's like, a- oh, you caught him in bed with someone else. You didn't pour hot oil on him. Yes. You did it on the woman he was with. Like, come on. <laughs> that's the fucking that that's the fucking culture. Yeah, of course, Pope Francis is because it's true. It is. It's yes. Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cheating on your wife is a sin. Yep. No fucking doubt about it. Yeah. But Americans are so bad at ranking sins. They are. They're, They're the worst. So, it, it's it's impossible. It's impossible for them to rank a sin. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. What's worse, stealing a candy bar or armed robbery? Yeah. <laughs> I I think that's pretty obvious. If you ask me. Yes. Yeah. Uh. What's worse, premarital sex or raping somebody? <laughs> right, well, yes. pretty obvious to me. Yes. Uh, what's worse, beating someone up or killing them? Again, pretty obvious. Yep, yeah. So, th- so same, same so thing like with the marriage, marriage and divorce things. Like, what's worse, having a mistress or getting divorced? And it's like, obviously getting one of them is worse. Yes, it's like it should be obvious, but they don't <laughs> see it that way. It's like you, 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 and I know whenever you and I talk, it goes back to some of this, but like the Arnold Schwarzenegger position, right? And the reason oh why, God, why, yeah. why it makes me so upset is like, okay, you have a man who had, had his mistress. She was hideous. I don't know why, but still prob- <laughs> prob- right. probably was his mistress because like she took care of the kids. And so like men naturally are, are sexually drawn to the females that actually take care of the, of the, of the children. And they had a kid with her and then he financially supported her and the child. And he just, you know. Just 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 kept going with life, and then Maria Shriver would just decide to be a bitch. You know, it's like, it's like I, I, if I ever had a mistress, if yes. I ever had a mistress, she'll be more attractive than that. Man. Yeah, I know. The, the, the Jewish term is a is a shiksa. You know, like a cleaning oh. lady, but it's also like a goisha. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it, the the shiksa, like she'll be more attractive than that. Like, oh yeah, she would have. She should be. Like, yeah. Come on, if yeah. I'm gonna cheat. Yeah. I'm in that position. It has to be worth it at that I, point. I know how we're probably like, you go for the fucking layup. <laughs> you know, you've been in the private career for 20 years. Yeah. God, dude, I'm not going for the layup. I'm going to go for someone hot. Yes, yeah. Like, oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. 
I got soft in a girl recently because she was fucking ugly. Because <laughs> she was fucking ugly. She didn't have a fucking chin. She didn't do foreplay. I got soft in her. Yeah, know? yeah. That's my fucking confession. Yeah. Because it just wasn't there, man. Where the fuck did that swear? I didn't get it up for an ugly yeah. chick. Just kick her out. You think get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> oh, that's pretty much how it went. Yeah, yeah, good. This is like, okay, you know, for the... Uh, like, you know, maybe Schwarzenegger had a little bit of Viagra. You know, you could get it up for that, but... I don't know how he found her attractive, like man. Because they even showed a picture when she was younger. I, I mean, it was like, no, it never... She was always kind of... She had that beast-like like, face, you know? Uh, but I really do think it just... Uh, Kennedy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, when, when you see many of these guys... I, I remember I, I was texting this um, to, to a few people today, actually. But it, it was the same thing, like, you know, what... When you look at these these, these more like hyper masculine men, because it's the same thing like with um with with, uh, with Saint Mel Gibson, I call him Saint Ben with with Saint Mel Gibson, you know, it's, you know, it's the same thing, you know, like you know, he just fucked around too much, and his like Presbyterian wife finally got tired of it, and then she like left him and everything, and then he got that a relationship with that um Russian chick. I think he had a kid with her. And then, you know, the whole yeah, blow phone. Yeah, that's the one that he left a voicemail to, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, I left a voicemail. And so now he's, like, with this, like, 27-year-old <laughs> chick, and I think he got her pregnant, too. It's like, you know, uh, he, you, you see you see that shit? It's like, respect, right? There's, there's, there's like, Mel there. is up there with Clint Eastwood for me. Yeah, I know, yeah. Where, how the, f- Clint has a daughter that's like my age, yes. meaning he had her in his like late six, almost 70. Yes, he yeah, yeah. had another kid. <laughs> that, like that is a man dedicated to the fucking game. Dude. I know. Yes. He is in it. It's, it's, to a, it's win beautiful. It. Yeah. He is. And like the, the, also BB King. Yo, really? Yeah. Yeah. BB King had like 16 illegitimate children did he that's a man right there that's yeah yeah and he paid for all of them he did not leave a single one hanging yes i think that's the one thing that um you know like a lot of this manosphere stuff that that's going on the one thing that really irritates me about it is that none of those guys are having kids and I think that oh, they're, yeah. and it's just less masculine. It's like when you see Andrew Tate, mm-hmm. Andrew Tate says many things that are right. Like, I don't understand the hatred for him, but I don't think he's that great. And I think that the reason why- hey, what, Yeah, he's very mediocre. He is. And I think one of the things that make him mediocre is like, what you see, like he brags about fucking all these women. And I look at him, I was like, and, and you, and none of them wanted your baby? It's like, shit, you know, you know how often it has happened in my life when a woman says, I want you to be my baby daddy. It's like, that's what, that's what normally happens when you are a more like hyper-masculine man is that these, um, these women just want, in, I don't know if it's the same thing in Argentina, but in Peru, my mom was telling me this when I was young and she was like, the, the, the way you could tell a woman actually loves you or, or the way you could tell a woman actually finds you attractive is that they want to have your kid. If they don't want to have your kid, it's because they actually don't like you that much. And, and, and so when, 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 when yes. I... Yeah, and so when, when I see someone like Andrew Tate, it was like, you, you in a way repulse women. You repulse women because none of them actually want to have your kid. You, you have someone like Elon Musk. They, women just want his baby. Oh my God, yeah, he just... 
You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, he just literally, he walks up to a woman and she's like, okay, give me twins. Yes, it's like, no, just put a baby inside like, of me right yeah. now. I, I, I want that. Clint Eastwood, I went to the Wikipedia page. Yeah. You go to children, it starts with at least eight. <laughs> at least eight, yes. At least. Yes. Because this is a man who, and again, to go back to uh, T.O. Lee Bird Orchest, yeah, Bird, he had a theory like two years ago. If you're a philosopher, yeah, and you never had children, and you're not a priest, yeah, your philosophy is worthless. Yes, <laughs> nice. Yep. If it never had any bearing, yeah, on the future, but you also were never a priest, so you never swore any celibacy. Yeah. You just chose to not have children. Yes, your yeah. Philosophy is fucking worthless. Yes, yeah. What, what is it good for? It doesn't carry on anybody else. Yep. It's an entirely new philosophy. So, uh, I don't think Hegel didn't have kids. Kant yeah, I don't think definitely he, didn't have kids. No, Wittgenstein, I think, uh, was a faggot. Um, the same thing probably. with same thing with Bertrand Russell. I think it was a fag. Many many people. Oh God. So yeah, many people think that that him and Wittgenstein were kind of an item, but nobody can prove it. <laughs> uh, uh, did Heidegger have kids? I don't know if Heidegger did. Uh, was it Martin Heidegger? Martin, yep. Martin Heidegger. Let's see. Uh, era 20th, region of Western philosophy, institutions, doctor. Notable ideas. Heideggerian terminology, Dacian, Gestell, Onto theology, ontological difference, existentials, ecstasy, segetics, hermeneutic circle, Althea. Isn't that a Grateful Dead song? Is it really? Althea? <laughs> uh, is it a Grateful Dead? I gotta find this. Uh, uh, shit. Yeah, Althea. Not Althea, but Althea is a Grateful Dead song. I <laughs> uh, can't play it because YouTube will copyright strike that, but Disclosure, Fundamental Autology, Forgetfulness of Being, or Seinvergessenheit, <laughs> Dwelling, Wohnen, Language as the vehicle through which the question of being can be unfolded. Language <laughs> speaks. Art's ability to strife, set up a strife between world and earth. Wow! <laughs> Kill him! <laughs> Christ, dude! Yeah. If you if you are known for your contributions to hermeneutics and existentialism, you don't deserve to be in the canon. Disappear. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. Disappear. I, you know, I don't know because you're not an economics guy. Are you familiar with Ludwig von Mises? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with him actually. Yeah, yeah. He and Heidegger mm -hmm. look like, like fraternal twins. Yeah, I never thought of that, but yeah, <laughs> they look like it looks. Yeah, it's uh, oh my god, I hate both of them. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. Okay, in my libertarian days, I had like my Mises face, but like the guy didn't actually say anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Humans act according to what they want. Wow, what an insightful intuition. <laughs> Great. Tell me, yeah. if I want yeah. something, I, I act in accordance with that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure no one ever thought of that before, right? <laughs> no, wow. yeah. My brother was a uh, 
poli sci major focusing on economics. So that's the only reason why I know uh, some somewhat of it. But he was he he was never a libertarian. He was a communist, and so he went he went full uh, commie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but but he uh, he introduced no, was me he a to a lot of theology guy. Somewhat, yeah. He 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 never called himself that, uh, but 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 no. but yeah. I, I would say his his communism was closer to that South American liberation theology than um than like European oh, communism. Oh no! Yeah, I know it was bad. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. No, I I I got through Mises through a libertarian phase, and I mm-hmm. tried to read Human Action. Mm-hmm. And man, if you have wanted Kant but worse it's human action by Ludwig is it Marcus. really I've never read that so. how how many times you can fit a priori on a page oh really so he's down yeah it's, he goes full like so here's the thing like here's the insight to the Rothbard Mises distinction in that yeah. weird gay loser virgin sphere <laughs> Rothbard is still somewhat of an Aristotelian mm, okay because he had that Ayn Rand influence. He had some natural law influence. Yeah. Eventually, Hans Hermann Hoppe takes influence from the school, the Spanish scholastics. Mm. But so all, is that why that there's, 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 is point. that the reason why so many Catholics like Hoppe, the like, like the libertarian Catholics? Yeah. There okay. is. Yeah. Yeah. If you read like or you listen to Democracy, the God of Field, which I don't recommend mm. because it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, a monarchy's better than democracy, but anarchy's better than all of that. Okay. <laughs> you don't have it. Yeah, yeah. But he does draw from like Bertrand de Juvenel and from the Spanish scholastics and all that. So there is some mm. basis in actual political philosophers and actual, yeah. you know, theologians and all that. So, but Rothbard draws somewhat on Aristotelian thought. Mises is a pure Kantian. Oh, okay. He loves Kant. There's nothing else there. Yeah, yeah. Man learned the term a priori and just went with it. Yeah, yeah. And if in my purest libertarian phase I couldn't finish human action, let that tell you something. It is the worst book. I, I could probably read City of God and get through it. And Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> I could <laughs> never get through human action. It is that fucking bad. yeah. No, yeah. If if it's similar to Kant, Kant is a rough read. Like the like I I have I've read um, uh, the ones I've completed was Critique of Pure Reason uh, and Critique of Judgment, and the other ones of his any other of, of Kant's writing, I just um, read majority of it. But I was like, I I just I can't keep going with it. So if it's anything like Kant, it's yeah, that would be rough. It's uh, he, he is a pure Kantian. And, yeah, and Kant died a virgin. So, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've read many, Mises, many weird Mises things had about. A wife. Did he? Yeah, he did. But Kant died a virgin. Yeah, and, you know, Nietzsche. Out of all of these stupid continental guys, at least like Ecce Homo and the Genealogy of Morals yeah. actually is something to read there. I don't. Oh, like there Nietzsche. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I I don't like all the contemporary Nietzscheans like uh, Bronze Age perverts. Oh yeah, they get they're they're stupid. I, I'm so, yeah, I I don't want to be like it was so yeah. bad. Yeah, it was so bad. I can't. Have you ever heard Bap's voice? No, I've never heard his voice. No. So he actually is Romanian. 
but oh, it is, is he, uh... the most obnoxious. It's up there with uh, fuck, who's that communist guy? His name is escaping me now. Who's always sniffling in interviews? Hmm. Talks about toilets and uh, he's a communist. You said ja- oh, Zizek. 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 Yeah, Zizek. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He has a voice like Zizek. Hmm. Of, oh, oh just, is it similar just, to that? A, yeah. Oh, God, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, yeah. I hate it. I hate BAP. I, yeah. I came to art statue and museum. Like, <laughs> come on. Okay. Nietzsche was less pathetic than this. And no, yeah, definitely. Once and died of syphilis. Yes. So, no, like, like, like with the whole BAP uh, thing, I, like, like with the whole BAP thing, I, I find similar irritants that I have with the entire like manosphere type of um, blog. I, I think some people think that I'm trying to defend it. I, I never really try to defend it. It's, it's just I do think they they get a glimpse of what is accurate and true, and those those parts I really do I, I do connect with with, with with some of their like writings or, or commentaries. But ultimately, what they're always lacking is a more full sense of masculinity, the more more yes. f- full, full sense of many of these things. That I think um, when we w- w- when you look at other figures, they're just more pronounced. And, and I really do. I don't I'm mean to. Take, I'm dying to take a piss, so I got to really. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. For anybody listening, um, we will continue pretty soon. Hopefully you're enjoying this. <laughs> and if Grant listens, hopefully you're enjoying England as you abandoned the podcast for your vacation. I actually could see that um, Grant is awake and online, but probably not listening to this podcast. Saw that Man. um that Grant is on fucking Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a it is insane thing about it. it's a really like ten in the morning. Yeah, I know. Texting me, has he? So yeah, the, that, has he listened to? Has yeah, he listened yeah, to the episode was, or no? He did. He he did. He was like, uh ha good call recording with Jeremy. Sorry, I was asleep when you guys set it up. Uh, I told him it's going well too. He said, yeah, I checked out for a second. Glad it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but yeah. 
Yeah. The BAP, like that that's the thing with BAP and the Manosphere and all that. They yeah. get a stereotype of what masculinity yes, is. Yes, yeah. They work with that in their head. They they get an idea of like it's basically like watching a Schwarzenegger movie in the eighties and thinking like, oh, that is exactly what masculinity is. Yes, yeah. So they're up. They're like currently, the BAP sphere is obsessed with raiding pirate bands. And oh wow, that's bad. It's like, it's just get, it's like getting that, more that, pathetic. That's yeah, that's the thing about it. It's, it it's, is, it's like, getting more and more pathetic, and part of it's because it's it's in the end, it's childish. It's like the, the one thing that really yeah. does like bring out hyper masculinity in the end. I don't mean to to like keep ragging on this because there's probably a lot of listeners that don't have kids, but really is is the child aspect of it. it. It's like you can't keep talking about like building the muscle and getting the pussy and then not having responsibility. It's like the responsibility aspect of it is really what transform your like childlike behaviors of quasi masculinity to, to real masculinity. And so, so when, when you see figures like Mel Gibson, it's like, or, 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 um, uh, Clint Eastwood and stuff. It's like, you, you get like this almost like father-like respect for them. It's like, no, I, I just respect them as a dude. And, 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 yes. and the more that they, they never bring up the whole child thing. It's like the more that they defeat their own movement. It's like, no, they should be talking about it. So someone like, um, you know, Nick Cannon and them, it's like these people encompass the, the hyper-masculine more because they're, they're doing that. And then they're actually supporting them. They're supporting their families. They're, they're supporting these children and they're doing all these things because, you know, going back to the Peru, to, to Peru ideas, like, you know that you are sexually appealing and you know that you are masculine to the female when they want your baby inside of them. If, if none of these women want your baby inside of you, there's something wrong yeah, with them. Wrong. Yeah, there, there's, yeah wrong. there's something, yeah, it's very, very wrong. And so it's like, uh, it's, it's, part, it's probably the main part of the message besides like they're weird uh, obsession with like um, paganism. It's like, what the no, fuck are you talking about? And and with the male physique, it's it's yes. paganism. The male physique, they almost they becomes want, gay. It's always strange. Yeah, it's always yeah. strange. Like you so desperately want to see other men's physiques. Like, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. Okay, you guys are obsessed with fitness. This is not yeah. like, unique to you. Ever, like, look at Elon Socrates Musk without. Look at Elon Musk without a shirt. He looks like a beached whale. Yeah, it's pathetic. It's pathetic, but DiCaprio? yes, but you know, which, which women wants their babies inside of them is those guys, you know, it's like, there, there's yeah. something about them. It's like, that's masculinity. And, and if they don't get that, it's like, you, 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 they have like this childlike understanding of masculinity, not, not an actual understanding of it. And, um, and that's that's when it becomes more pathetic. Because like I see them, it's like it's become more pathetic. I don't have the same visceral like hatred for them that I think some people have, but it's more like a laughable. You guys are just they're these guys are just kind of losers. It's like it's like you're a loser, and that's the part that I find irritating. It was like yeah. no, just like Napoleon. Napoleon mm-hmm. was like between our age. It was like five foot seven. Yes, yeah. And this man commanded such a fear throughout Europe. Yeah. That the Pope, who didn't want to attend this coronation, yeah. showed up 
for the coronation. The Pope. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, Duke Wellington said Napoleon was worth ten thousand men on the battlefield. Like, yes. Yeah. That that's that that's masculinity. It this is man exactly. Yeah. Invoked. He was a five foot seven little guy, and he invoked fear from people who was like, even at the time, over six feet, like Duke Wellington. Yes. So it's yeah. Like, Yes, and this is pretty much an urchin from Corsica. Yes, a yeah. nobody yep. who served in the French military after the revolution. Like, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's insane, and yeah, like Elon Musk looks at a woman and she wants his babies. So look yes, at the yeah. latest one. It's like literally just his assistant, and he knocks her up. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. At least eight fucking children. Yep. Uh, you know, I I looked it up recently to see what was the French national anthem before Le Marseillaise. Or what and, was it? Because I was curious. Yeah. Like, did they, like, did they have one? And turns out, yes. The March of Henry IV. <laughs> and the lyrics are the most French thing I've ever heard. Long live Henry IV. Long live this valiant king. This fourfold devil of three talents. Of drinking, fighting, and womanizing. Of drinking, fighting, and womanizing. <laughs> the hell with wars, grudges, and partisanship. Like our fathers, let us sing as true friends. Clink the glasses, the roses, and the lilies. Let us sing the refrain. They will sing in a thousand years. May God maintain his descendants in peace. Until we take the moon with our teeth. Long live France. Long live King Henry. To Rames we dance, singing as they do in Paris. Long live France, long live King. So they were <laughs> literally just singing about how their king could fuck. Yes. And, and <laughs> he then, was just a fucking womanizer. Yes. Like, and the beautiful thing about like that, these. That is what you lauded. These older, like more womanizing type of dudes is that they, they were just, they were populating the planet. They were like having all these kids. And I think that, that that's the part that, that I just, I, I really, really dislike about like the contemporary, you know, polycule and all that shit. It's like, you guys are just, you guys are losers. Yeah. You guys are losers. And you know, it's like, you, you're ugly. You're gross. You're not, you're, you're not just, it's not that, 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 that lion. The crypto market. Yeah. It, it, it's ugly, it, gross people. It is. It's disgusting. It's not like, anything oh, like, like that animalistic guy, guy who has like his empire, not, his pride, or whatever. This has his, his women and his children everywhere, and he just he's producing yeah. something. That's a kingdom. Yeah. Compare the Wolf of Wall Street or the guy that Ray Liotta is doing in uh, Goodfellas. It's right. Sam yes. Bankman Freed of FTX. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. like. He got a girl who was, because they found her Tumblr account and they found her dating profiles. Mm. She had both oral and genital herpes <laughs> and said it in her dating profile. And then they found her weird, like, so you guys had Yarvin on this show. Yeah, yeah. And Yarvin back in the day worked on, you guys really should get that again. His Baltimore accent was insane, but. Uh, he used to work on this like social media thing called Urbit that is still used by like tech nerds. Yeah. And that woman that he blew it all on with the two types of herpes was on there and talking about like this weird guy, this weird looking 
motherfucker being good in bed and it was like she was it it is the it's worse than a telenovela like you could not write this yes yeah yeah because she's like she helped him scam people out of millions of dollars worth of crypto wow and then she's like yeah i'm the victim you know i don't know why i did it but he was good in bed and you look at this guy he's got a jufro like like this (laughs) and he's Built like the Pillsbury Doughboy. And it's like, oh, that's good in bed? Yes. That's good in- I must be a fucking sex god dad. <laughs> I must be fucking Eros. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. No, there's like, you know, I don't know if I... I might... I, I might have children in Ecuador. I might have children in France. I don't know. Yeah, yeah of course. Have, right. yes. I think I do. I might. <laughs> I might. I didn't use condoms. <laughs> yeah, of course. I might condoms. Yeah. That shit. I never fucking use that shit, man. <laughs> that's for fags. <laughs> wow, that's why I got like fucking 20 kids. <laughs> Fucking every episode, you got a new fucking baby in the studio. <laughs> I see, see, this is Luis Andres Mijito uh, uh, Romero uh, Cubas. He is, he is new. He is new to the family. <laughs> he will run a ceviche restaurant. I'm such a spick, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm trying to get off cigarettes, but I'm laughing so hard and my smoker's cough is coming out. <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got like 20 fucking kids. To- <laughs> okay, you know what? If, if, if the, uh, the Ecuadorian girl... And a French girl that I did not use a condom with had kids. I'm still at two. <laughs> You're at one. Your goal differential is fucking insane, dude. Yeah, my, my one of my best um one of my best friends uh, just keeps saying that I have uh, I have my own kingdom. <laughs> you really do, man. You got your own little serfdom going on. You got your your little fiefdom. Uh, yeah. Your little serfs are gonna. <laughs> If all of them weren't like autistic, then it would work better. <laughs> oh Christ! Oh man! Oh, I have to sign ah, in. Fuck. That's annoying. What the fuck were we even talking about? Oh yeah, Bap. Oh yeah, Bap. I know. He was a, he was a Leo Strauss car, dude. They're like they doxed him, they found his fucking real name in his like college. Oh, his, they like, did. Thesis. Yeah, he was a Leo Strauss guy. That's fucking pathetic, dude. Yeah. Like, 
Do you know who Carl Schmidt is? I heard that name. Who who is he? Carl Schmidt. So he was like uh similar to Heidegger, but instead of doing like weird time theory, yeah. he was a political philosopher. He had a Roman Catholic background, he was German, and he joined the Nazi party at some point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he was like the political theory guy. He's the friend enemy distinction guy. He's like, oh yeah, in politics. You have friends and you have enemies. Ooh, crazy idea. Ooh, in Latin and Greek, there were different words for enemies. So when Christ said, love thy enemy, he was talking about your personal one, not your political one. Like you would never go to the yeah. like the church in 1200 and say, hey, love thy enemy. What are you doing crusading to protect those pilgrims? Why don't you love Yeah. Them? So he's that guy. Uh, where's it going with? Oh, yeah. I was reading one of his books and mm-hmm. there was an entire fucking foreword by Leo Strauss. Okay. Yeah. And I skipped right over that shit. <laughs> the fuck do I care about some Jewish fucking neocon from the seventies? Yeah. What does, what does that have to do with my life? Uh, oh yeah. One of the most prominent people apparently in the current right wing, like the French right wing is, uh, some weird neo pagan Nietzschean Straussian guy who <laughs> loves seeing men's bodies <laughs> and really hates Christians for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, I got, I got, I rag on Bath too much. <laughs> no, it's good. He needs to be ragged on. I, I think a lot, I, know, I think a lot, a lot of these people within the manosphere needs to be ragged on a little bit. Many of them seem reactionary. Oh. Like it's a sense of when I see someone like Andrew Tate, you know, he he's he's so he's so dorky that he looks like the kind of person that was like probably really fucked over by a woman <clears throat> at some point, and so he overcompensates by all these oh, yeah. things that he thinks is is masculine in the world, and then it's like there's a difference between like like actually just being confident in your in your existence and as a man, and then being. Uh, oh, someone yeah. that tries to compensate by certain behaviors and, and they try to go with it. And, oh, and, and women can tell, I think women can snuff it out, sniff it out, you know? And, and I think that's why some of these people who, you know, cause when you look at Leonardo DiCaprio, he's not, he's not really that good looking. He, he really isn't. No, you know? the guy's a fucking slump. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's kind of gross looking, but women still find him attractive because he, he has an aura about himself that is yes. just, He's, it's, he, it's the charisma. Yeah, yeah, it's charisma and his confidence like you, with himself. You, you can fake confidence. You cannot fake charisma. Yeah, right, yeah. Because charisma <clears throat> is like, how do you work a room? And actors have, like, why do people still care about George Clooney to this day? Like, right, yes. Why in Anno Domini 2022 <clears throat> are there people who still care about George Clooney? Well, because as much as some people might hate him, yeah, he has a charisma. He does. Why yeah, is yeah. Steve Carell making a fucking comeback? Yes, yeah, like, because he's my fucking height. He's a Jew in Hollywood. It's like, yeah, yeah. He did not have a. He started in the forty-year-old virgin. It's like but he is Catholic. Why is he making? Yeah, a comeback? yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, I know he was Jewish. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. He's Catholic. He was. um yeah, him and him, his wife are Catholic. I mean, obviously, they don't have that many kids. I think they don't have like two or three, huh. but yeah. That is crazy. 
Uh, let's see. What's this? Oh, early life section. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, ra- wow. I actually got, yeah, raised Roman Catholic. Jesus yeah. Christ. I, I don't know if his wow. like ethnicity is, is Jewish. It might, his ethnicity might be Jewish, but I know no, he was no, raised no. Catholic. He, no, he's, he's raised Roman, like yeah. Polish, German, Irish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Raised, yeah. Raised Roman Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I got that wrong. But wow. Yeah. But yeah. He's this, you know, five, nine guy, but he, now he's got yeah. a silver Fox thing going on. He like, does. He yeah. Therapist recently. And yeah, it's like, this was Michael Scott. Yeah. He was also the 40 year old virgin. Like yes. this was the awkward guy of Hollywood. Yeah. Why all of a sudden is he coming up with like this Delph thing? Oh, because. He got charisma. Like, yes, he does, just, yeah. He's got that charisma. Yep, yeah. Why do people still love Mel Gibson? Yes. After every crazy... Because he's got that fucking he charisma. He does, yeah. Like, you see Mel Gibson, it's like, for every anti-Semitic thing he said and every crazy voicemail he's left, my family still loves getting together on a Saturday night and watching a Mel Gibson movie. Yes, yeah. It doesn't matter. It could be Lethal Weapon... Oh, I know. Patriot. I love the lethal, we- lethal Weapon movies. Yep. Oh, to Lethal. Yeah. Because he doesn't even have to act. He just gets to play I know. insane. He's, a, he's amazing in those so films. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Fuck one for, for many years now, well, but I got to watch Father it again. Stu? Yes. Oh, he oh, was man. great and on Father Stu. He just knocked it out. Of, like, I know. So, yeah, it doesn't matter what the fuck Mel Gibson does. Yeah. Because he's got that fucking charisma he so, does yeah but some andrew tate does not have that charisma. he doesn't have the same it's wheel so obviously a fucking if a man can smell the put on yeah and a woman yes can smell that put on it's, 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 it's like you, you, you can look at mel gibson like like in part of his prime you know like in the in the 90s or even like mm-hmm. uh, up to like braveheart you you know you, you see mel gibson you see the way he talks and and carries himself there is a vastly different masculine feel that he has than someone like Andrew Tate or I've never seen BAP mm-hmm. or like reading BAP and reading these people is like they are overcompensating for something. You you watch you you watch someone like um Mel Gibson in an interview while 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 he was making Braveheart and everything is like holy fuck man that guy like there's probably like 10 women lining up wanting his baby inside of them. It's like there, there's something about him that just brings that uh, that feel that that thing uh, that, that thing is phenomenal. You you watch you know you, you could see Arnold Schwarzenegger the same thing. It's his horrible accent. He, he's really not a good actor. It's like you see Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a bad oh, actor. Yeah. He has a horrible accent, um, but but then he has like this smile. And and the smile that he then has you watch, like you draws watch people Conan in. the Barbarian. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and Conan the Barbarian is one of the best movies ever yes. fucking made. Yes, yeah. like it makes like why would there be uh ah shit? What's the black guy that plays? Is a uh, tip of my tongue. Uh, he plays Darth Vader in Star Wars. Uh oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't think. Uh, yeah. I can't think of a name I right don't now. Know. Yeah. I, it's fucking four 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 forty in the morning for me. I, his name is. Amazing, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we got to end soon guy, for you. He plays. But, yeah. he plays yeah, he plays uh, the main bad guy in Conan the Barbarian, and it's like yeah. it's such a good fucking movie. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful in so many ways, but <laughs> yes, it's so yeah. 
fucking good. Yes, yes, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, you see these guys that are like Jack Murphy. Yeah. Jack Murphy, who uh, came out that he did porn where he shoved things up his own ass. Yeah, yeah. Articles about how he cuckolded himself, having his wife go out and fuck other dudes off Tinder. It's like, this is not masculine. It isn't, yeah. Like, okay, you told me you when you fucked other bitches off Tinder? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. But you sending your wife out to fuck other men, like. Yeah, no, that's. You're not gonna. You're you're not going to fight another guy for hitting on your wife. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like there's there's this video that keeps circulating from like two years ago mm-hmm. of some TikToker. He's coming up to this woman who's walking into a restaurant with her boyfriend, and he starts complimenting her. And this boyfriend looks like a goofy ass motherfucker. Yeah. He's in denim overalls. Mm. He looks like a little toddler. He puts <laughs> down his drink throws fucking hands at this dude who's hitting on his girl. He just starts wailing away at the guy. Yeah. He doesn't even insult. He just goes to wailing because that's what you fucking do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You, that's what you fucking do. You don't send your girl to go fuck other dudes. You beat the shit out of them because <laughs> you're a fucking warrior. Yes. You're a fucking yeah. alpha male. Yep, You'll yeah. fuck around if you want to, but that bitch stays Locked up. Yes. That's yeah. your bitch. Yes. You yeah, exactly. Fucking, you don't put up with this shit. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't write Manosphere articles. Or it's like, there was another one. I don't even know his fucking name. He was yeah. like, eating pussy is beta and feminine. Like, yeah, what a dumbass. <laughs> what a dumbass. What is this, a Sopranos episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Wow. I can turn on my woman and get her like, literally just completely do whatever the fuck I want because oh no yeah. I I ate pussy the horror <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with these people no I know yeah what is yeah yeah no, I, that's the way I feel fellas, right now fellas <laughs> don't be Junior Soprano actually be Junior Soprano eat the pussy yes eat the pussy <laughs> eat the pussy it's so much shit gets solved when you do it. Yes, yeah. Life is so much easier yes. when you eat pussy. You just gotta eat the pussy, man. <laughs> eat the fucking pussy. That's what I should title this She'll episode. She'll be happy. She'll do whatever Grant, the fuck you want. Grant, Grant is not eat here to stop pu- me. Just call it eat the pussy. <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it, you gotta do it. Yep. So much shit is... When has a woman ever bitched at a dude who eats her pussy? I know. Yes, exactly. Guys that don't eat pussy, I don't get them. It's like, no, you got you to gotta do that, man. Shit. All right. Yeah. I know it's four in the if morning for you. If she's going to go down on your... Sw- yeah. Yeah. Oh, almost five. But if, I'll, I'll leave on this. If yeah. she goes down on your sweaty, nasty fucking cock... Yes. You can do it. Of course. Oh, face. yeah. It'll save you so much of a headache. And it's amazing. Like I, I like it's it's, it's actually enjoyable. Like why wouldn't she eat the pussy? It's it's an enjoyable right? activity. Yeah. Like I, I don't get why you wouldn't. Like you 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 achieve so much. You yes. achieve so much. And it's so good to yes. achieve that. Yeah. But some some men are stubborn, but that 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 is my closing out advice. Yes. To go to confession. Yeah. To <laughs> repent. Yes. And to eat pussy. Yeah. That's, 
That's all I got for you folks. Because I was raised in a South American household. Mm-hmm. My my Dutch dad was a degenerate. My French grandpa was a degenerate. Yes. My mom has encouraged me to fuck around. She has told me that if I cheated on my wife, she would help me out. So, <laughs> you know, folks, I don't got good advice on how to be a good person. Yeah. But I got good advice on how to survive as a bad person. <laughs> so, see your priest. Talk to your priest. Yes. And Christ loves you. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> I can't even cut to black. <laughs> I'll just, I'll let it go. And then tell me. <laughs> I forgot to put up the extra graphic on it. <laughs> so there's, there's an outro music, you know. What do you do without Grant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a better. You know, let's, uh, let's get some outro music. Oh, there we go. Okay, let's play it. Oh, that is so out of tune. Oh, it's beautiful. Fuck, I'm fucking this up. It's like for 20 seconds. Ah, I'm too I'm too <laughs> drunk for that and that's out. <laughs> I'm right. better at flamenco than that. <laughs> All right, hopefully people enjoyed this episode. It was fun as usual, Jay. I think I did. I think that that was fucking great, man. Thank yeah. You so much. Yeah, it was Let great. On, man. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> I still got one more week without Grant. So <laughs> oh, if, if anybody else wants to join I next know. week, you know, it'll be fun. Uh dude, I regret that I couldn't fly up to Alaska. Oh yes, and, yeah, yeah. You know, turns out I was gonna go to Israel for my sister's wedding. Mm. That didn't happen. Oh, it didn't. Damn. Family shit. So, yeah. I could have taken that fucking weekend to go to Alaska, but we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that shit figured out. Oh, I know. We'll yeah, get yeah. That going. There's always time. There's always time. Yeah. All right, man. Oh yeah. You have a great uh, evening. Or oh, I'm gonna morning, I guess. It's five a.m. Great morning. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>